0: You're listening to the Opie and Anthony Channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez
1: Show starts. Come on. Now!
2: Poppers. Yeah, let's get down to it, Boppers. It's the Rana Faye Show live on a Monday, October 7, 2013. And scientists believe this will be the last October seventh, 2013 in history. So, uh, take pictures, get out, experiencing it. This is it. Once we move past this, no more October 7th in 2013. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ is our phone number. It's a radio call-in and talk show. So your opinions are valued. Uh, And we have operators standing by ready to take your call. 866 ron 0 fez 866-RON-0-FEZ Fez Watley hung out on the Intero Bang yesterday uh, because you you don't go to gay bars on the Saturdays like you used to you don't watch the Bucks Sundays like you used to you don't watch the Bucks this keeps you from being lonely boy
1: Yes, it does. So I hang out with all the eye bangers on the uh, Pick'Em Eliminator League shit talk page.
2: I'm not. I don't think you need to say shit talk. I think that goes a little too far. Did you have a nice time? You gave away a lot of prizes.
1: Did not give away any prizes. We we set up a, a prize for this past week that we would give something away for the first quad box on Red Zone. We all watched Red Zone together. Didn't get a quad box for the second week in a row.
2: Ah, uh, boy. What, well, you ripped them off. That's the beauty of it. They all came to hang out with Lonely Boy. Uh, you made new friends. Oh, what a Lonely Boy. And uh,
1: you'll be back again next week? I'll be back again next week.
2: And, we'll and ha- you like this more than trying to meet gay football fans? Fez had it in his mind for a couple of years. He would go to a gay bar and meet a gay Bucks fan. Yeah. <laughs> and it never met once.
1: That's odd. No, and even when I did go to the gay bar, the gay sports bars for football, I thought, all right, here's going to be some gay guys that are really into football. No, they just like hanging in that bar. Well, they're gay. Uh, you know, gay. the football isn't what's bringing them in. No. Cock is. They're gay. Yeah, they're after cock. <laughs> um... It's but uh,
2: the important thing is uh, you're out, you're meeting people, at least online, and uh, things are happening for that's you. That's
3: important. I
2: went back and read over some of it this morning when yeah. I woke up. Yeah. And let me just say, glad I missed that one. But <laughs> I'm glad that you're in there, shit-talking, having fun. What's your big topic to start today?
1: I want to talk about Bob Geldof and his prediction. All right, before I even get to that, mm. I'm
2: a big winner
1: because the room told Fez,
2: you know, Fez was going, What do you want me to talk about? They gave him a thing and they gave him an attitude. Yeah. So I threw down. Cash money on a bet today that Fez would not do what they all agreed upon. All right, so let's go to Bob Geldof. I'm interested in this.
1: I was going to bring that up when football came up. Um,
2: Well, this was going to be your initial thing to bring up, but let's go to Bob Geldof. I'm interested.
1: Uh, Bob Geldof says that um, all humans... Uh, now I made you
2: upset. <laughs> no, you know no, what? We'll move on. No, I'm, no I don't want to make you cry or upset. No. That's 100% my fault. It's here's Bob Geldof do. doing it. it. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take it to Chris first. Okay. And I'm going to try and... Uh, I've got a bet about what Chris is going to talk about, too. <laughs> but I bet he fails. Um, why are you
3: crying? You won me money. It's great. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Um, this Saturday had a very eventful night, uh, as uh, you may know. Banksy's in town. Banksy is
2: in New York, but the police are not crazy about it, right?
3: No, no. His, and um, whenever, like, he has a, his Instagram account, he'll post a picture, and then people all over the city go try to find it, try to take a picture of it. Yeah. Or if you're a graffiti artist, buff it and just get your own shit up on there. So people. Well, so I
2: saw people. a thing where he had like uh, some graffiti of a dog pissing. On a on a fire plug, as we used to call it, my neighborhood, and then people would bring their dogs to have their picture taken in front of it. Yeah. But why why does the city of New York think this is a bad thing? It's fun.
3: Because it's graffiti, and technically it's illegal. So they. And want they a think, think ball.
2: it'll start even more graffiti.
3: Yeah, exactly. So um, uh, Friday and Saturday night, he had a he bought a just a white GMC truck. It was just like a look like any truck in the city going yeah. rolling around, and but you you fucking roll it up, and there's this just huge like I don't know, I guess a diorama or whatever. It's of a it's a actual waterfall, and it's a it's an art piece that he has, and he's just rolling it around New York, and then people. Is Banksy just, driving? Uh, no, at, at least some guy. You know, it could be Banksy, Same, but he's not, he's not Banksy.
2: <laughs> yeah, my name is Alan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so on Saturday night, he was spotted in the East Village. And I ended up running around the entire East Village Did trying to find him. I thought I had him on Astor Place. I saw a truck with graffiti on it in the distance. I was like, holy shit, that's it. And I just fucking start running down the fucking block screaming, stop, stop. And it turned out it was a yellow truck with graffiti on it. And the guy yelled at me, what the fuck are you doing?
2: Um, now, what is your bank's... You're not an art guy. No, and not really. And yet you have a tremendous love... For banks.
3: I love his work. Just this fucking stuff he does. The documentary he fucking put out two years ago. It's just, I love the man. He's, I think he's brilliant. He's funny. And what, and his art looks amazing. And I want nothing more than to fucking see that truck and get a fucking picture of it or some video of it or whatever. And I just missed it on um, St. Mark's Place. It was there for like an hour. By the time I got down to the fucking Lower East Side, not nothing there. East Village, not there.
2: Were you by yourself doing this, or did you roll with somebody?
3: I was by myself. I just left from fucking, um, from the Davey Mac Sports program and went directly downtown when I heard it was he was going to be... Because you're
2: high? Is this
3: a high <laughs> thing? Well, I was drinking at random bars as I would take a break from the search and just fucking walk into a bar. I'm like, all right, I need to get a couple of fucking drinks in me and check the internet or Twitter to see if anyone spotted yet so I can fucking try again on shot looking at it.
2: So this was your entire, uh... Night.
3: That was my entire Saturday night, from 9.30 p.m. Till the, that's the time I got down there to about 2 in the morning. I had been pretty, dr- I had gotten pretty drunk at that point, so I figured even if I could get an actual location on that thing, I wouldn't make it there.
2: Um, But when did Banksy become your Where's Fluffy? What are you doing <laughs> running around having a Nick and Nora Ultimate Playlist night just... Trying to find this.
3: Did well, I, I guess because he's, he's. Did been... you keep
2: running into the same people? <laughs> did you at one point yeah, "I love New York"?
3: I wish there's a bunch of weirdos out on fucking Saturday night, including myself. Yeah, there's weirdos out every Saturday night. It's New York City. Ah, uh, oh, it's just that that he's in New York. Yeah. And that his stuff's here, and he's like, he's making, he's a, it's a gimmick. You know, it's a month of him just going to run around. To me, this would be most exciting
2: if you would kill him. And you'd be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the greatest hunting anyone would ever done.
3: I could just kill a fucking homeless man and say, this is I Banksy. Mean,
2: my dream as a hunter has always been to kill Bigfoot. Um, Good luck. But now...
3: Yeah. It's got to be Banksy. He's fucking mysterious, dude. He's he's fucking he's been pretty popular for a decade now. But do you think no Banksy is? is a
4: bunch of people? It has to be. I don't Thank think
3: so. Thank you. I think, no, How it's haven't they
4: caught him yet? Just somebody sneaking up. hey, look at that guy making. And a he Banksy. gets paid.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. He you know, has so he has what, art dealers.
4: So that means that he has to pay taxes.
2: They know who he is.
3: I don't think so. I mean, then why isn't there a fucking big expose? This is Banksy with a giant picture of his face. I mean, how much... How, how, like these, people I've aren't seen that trustworthy. I've pictures of people
4: online that they claim that was Banksy. He's seat. got to do it at night, all his paintings.
3: But yeah, he's not doing it in broad daylight, Shelby. Come on.
4: Here's what's the, the
2: fucking thing that I believe, though. I believe it's Disney. I think it's oh, just don't, another don't corporate marketing thing, and oh. you were basically ch- chasing around Disney. Speaking of which, one o'clock, something is happening over in the Times Square area. Uh... With Lady Gaga.
3: Oh she must be a Madhouse. It's
2: like a billboard that I don't know whether she's going to unveil the billboard herself.
3: She should. I mean if she's gonna fucking get this kind of heat.
2: And then uh tomorrow uh Diane nyad is gonna swim in a pool for fucking forty eight hours down in the village like an idiot.
3: That's not that impressive.
2: Forty eight hours straight for an old lady?
3: I'm not well. That other lady just fucking did sixty hours. The same get, lady, the same
4: lady.
2: You oh. don't
3: fucking know anything, Banksy. I didn't know her name. I She's probably gonna cheat. Yeah, you've cheated. <laughs> you're you're cheating the listeners. I cheated myself when I couldn't find that goddamn truck on Saturday I night. Know,
2: I wish right now. I never brought up the fact that Fez had went through this whole promotion online, <laughs> and they said here they said here's the two things they want him to do. Okay, start attacking the cancer, the pink cancer thing in football. (laughs) And then second, talk over Ron. Just if Ron ever tries to talk, just fucking jump in and shut his ass down. I'm reading this. I'm cracking the fuck up. And then I go, no. I'm betting against it. That's why Fez needs you every Sunday to... Bolster him up to get him going to help him think of topics
3: rev that fucking engine
2: get him to talk over
4: me Fucking give me some shit. Take me up against the boards
3: get nuts be the wind
4: beneath his wings What do you mean by that exactly like a wind? Mm -hmm. Lifting him up as if he is a bird with wings. That's how birds fly they They get wings under their
3: uh, wings I'm
2: pretty
4: sure.
3: If there I was didn't no know win, that they wouldn't be flying. <laughs> what the fuck does he know? How does he know?
2: I always <laughs> like to put hot sauce beneath my wings. I find it to be <laughs> delicious, and in that way, you know, not worried about getting it all over. Well, everybody had a big weekend. Uh, Fez was online, um, guaranteeing stuff, and then forgetting it about it. Uh, Hicks Chase wears fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lady Lips? What did you do all weekend? I saw the space movie and the boat movie. Now the space movie is which one? Gravity. And the boat movie is Captain Phillips. Yep. All right. Without ruining either movie for me, because you know, because the critical thing has been so big on it, I'll have to see both. Give me a letter grade, boat movie. B plus. Mm.
4: And space movie. A minus.
2: Okay, so, beating a little bit. All right. A minus beats a big plot. A little better.
3: Slightly better. But,
2: uh, I saw a movie that won't be out until December. And by that time, everybody's going to forget it. I think the reason I saw it, because we might uh, get somebody from it. Mm -hmm. So, without giving it away, because December will be a long way, I'll give it a D (laughs) minus. Now, you will have to guess... In that time, shit, what movie uh, that's going to be Now, the critics are going crazy over the space movie and it got gigantic ratings. I don't know what the boat movie did.
4: It's like eighty six
2: percent. but how did it do in money?
4: It was it's not their official uh, release weekend. that's next week.
2: Oh you got a little like a special thing, huh?
4: It was that's not in regular theater, but it was just um,
2: like a sneak preview. yeah you nice. did you have to fill out anything?
4: No, I snuck into it.
2: I liked it when the black guys were threatening him.
4: They were scary. Fuck
2: him up. Yeah, kill
3: him. Kill Whitey. Kill Get him. Get that cracker.
2: Um, the weird thing is, I know that story because you watched it in real time just like four years ago.
3: Yeah. You know? When the Somali parts were really just busting up constantly. Now yeah. they're pretty well, much done. Well, this one in
2: particular, I would never forget the ending of it. So... Um, I can't imagine how I'm going to like it as a movie since I already know the story. (laughs) It's almost like if the news just quickly did that thing where they play act. But everyone loves the movie You Gave an A-minus. Except for one person. And it's up on the Interbank right now. uh, America's favorite scientist, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Now, the reason that he uh, gave it a little bit of shit is because so much of the science in this thing just isn't real. (laughs) And the problem is it's not like, if I'm reading over his tweets correctly, it's not like they did something fancy or magical that could never happen. They just don't know the way space works. Um, or the way NASA works. They just made some mistakes out of, um, ignorance. You know what I mean? So, uh, now I'm looking that over. Some people are very frustrated by this. But then other people, like Rorschach said, don't, go one of the, don't turn into one of these grumpy malcontents who say, you know, such and such can't be real. Yeah, we know, Neil, it's a fucking movie. Now, I do think if you're going to do something that says this is exactly what it's like in space, And that's how they've been selling this. This
3: is the most realistic space movie ever made.
2: Yeah, You've got to then... Nail it? Yeah, you've got to nail it. So, let's suppose I said, this is the most incredible underwater movie, and I show a fucking mermaid or a fish (laughs) that doesn't belong there. I would expect somebody who uh, understood undersea science to get pissed off about it. Doesn't take away from the fact that it's this the people can get into the movie itself, but you've got to nail it. Or at the very least, a person who is a scientist should go. By the way, that's not the way space works. No, don't ruin it for us. Uh did you notice any of the
4: things that Neil deGrasse Tyson noticed? Yes. One of the things I did notice, um the other thing that I read, I can't, really, I can't say really without spoiling it, but yeah, then don't, but because everyone I, is going to see this film. But one of the things that like was accurate was when stuff was smashing into. Stuff there was no sound. That was pretty good. That's
2: what George Lucas lied to us about. Yeah. When he showed, uh, that was one of the first times I ever remember scientists going, "This is crazy," because <laughs> the explosions that mm-hmm. George Lucas that you would never get those explosions. There's no oxygen. The yeah, fuel fire. Yeah, whatever, you're right? not going to have that happen, and you're not going to get the big explosion sound. And I remember reading that, going. Oh, now I get it. Star Wars blows.
3: (laughs) This is the worst movie ever.
2: But, see, those things are cool because somebody should point that out to people. I even like when scientists get involved in the time travel movies and start saying, well, here's why that could not possibly happen. I don't like, you know, you can't be a serious time travel movie and just have, like, a magic hat. You know what I mean? (laughs)
1: Um well, I didn't think well, when I was reading about it, I didn't think it was right to call it a sci fi movie, like so many articles was doing. Why is that? Because all the science in it we have we have satellites, we have a space shuttle, we have the Hubble, the International Space Station. It didn't seem like a science fiction movie to me.
2: Well, it's a fictional movie deals with science. Maybe they mean it in that way, but your point is an interesting one. Do you have to be futuristic to be sci-fi?
1: I think you do. I think you have to have science that we don't have yet. Fictional science.
2: All right, right, let me give you one then. Uh, Cowboys and Aliens took place in the past. Is that a sci-fi movie?
1: That's a sci-fi movie because Because of alien spaceships. Alien technology.
2: It's an interesting point. I didn't know that they were calling it a sci-fi movie.
1: I, I don't know if the producers actually are, but so many write-ups about it, I saw sci-fi everywhere.
2: So you're like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of critical angles.
4: I'm on his side. Um, I thought it was a rom-com. I'm coming way out of left field.
2: Now I don't think, you know, I don't even, uh, I don't know what Neil had to say, whether or not. He liked the movie past those uh, basic facts. But I think it's cool that the guy points it out. I think it's kind of fun to have it, you know, pointed out what, where they fucked up.
3: It's great. He really fucking tore into them.
2: I don't know if he tore into them. He just pointed out that he didn't say, like, you people are assholes. He just pointed out all the stuff. Uh, like here's the thing why Bullock a medical doctor is servicing the Hubble Space Telescope?
4: I know one of the things they did they probably even knew about it but they just put it in there because of it had to go with the story of just climax rising action that sort of thing but the other I don't know I, I get where it's coming from but some things you have to change just for the storytelling aspect of it
2: um I don't know
3: you can work around I don't work know if it. you
2: want to say that this is the most realistic uh, science, uh, you know, space movie ever made. No, you don't have to change any of the science. Just the opposite. If you're going around saying you're the most realistic, you have to take the shot at the most realistic that you could possibly get. That's what I think you got to do.
3: They almost did it too bad Neil deGrasse Tyson was on their ass about it
2: well I'm sure there's just a lot of other scientists saying
4: the same things but we don't know their Twitters <laughs> he's famous at least it wasn't they weren't like the spaceships were very accurate it wasn't like I think that one where they were going to Mars and there was a leak so they sprayed like a Capri Sun so that they saw where the liquid was going out of the ship what was this what like there's a leak and what, what the, movie are you talking about now I there's so many space movies. Right, well, then don't don't even life. bring
2: up a detail of a space movie that you don't know, because I'm sure they all don't put
4: Caprice up
2: like that.
3: Were you watching Space Jam? Is that the space that movie you're watching? That fucking movie is so good. I know, Both and realistic.
4: Don't know who wins yet. I haven't seen it.
2: Yet. Uh, Michael Jordan plays, so you know who fucking wins.
3: Those aliens were dicks, though. The Finally,
2: Michael saved Earth through basketball.
3: <laughs> Bill Murray was there helping out. Yeah, he was. It wasn't all fucking MJ. all right. We'll give some props to Bill. Bill Murray
4: was probably as good as Scottie Pippen.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah.
4: And there was that female bunny that Bugs wanted to have sex with all the time. Why are you still giggling over this movie? <laughs> <laughs> he just loves it. All right, Fez,
2: you've re... Connect it with yourself. Yes. You're back, and I'm sorry I said that thing today. I apologize to you. I never should have pointed out that you um, lied to those people. I just thought it was funny and great. All right, what is it you would like to talk about?
1: Uh, The pink in the uh, NFL.
2: I met with Bob Geldof.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) um, Bob Geldof saying we're all going to be gone by 2030. Where are we going? Uh, we're dead. We're extinct. you thought not human beings.
2: Yes. I thought you meant us. <laughs> okay, so let's take it here.
1: We as people. So this has you upset? Yeah, this is... I think this is the first... You know, he's saying it because of climate change. Humanity's going to be wiped out in 17 years. Are
2: you upset about this? Yes. Before you do, let's check and see what some of the other new wave singers have to say. You know what I mean? Let's find out what a Gary Newman uh, is down on this... It might, Bob might have the wrong figures. Um, here's uh, Ass Man. Ask man, you're on the Run Fez show. Good
5: morning, buddies. Hey, how you doing? Oh, man, it's been a long time since
2: I talked to you guys. Wait, how this is the original Ass Man from N.E.W.? How, how, how are you guys, buddies? Dude, I thought for sure you were dead. No,
5: I'm alive and well living in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. How are you doing?
2: It's good to talk to you. What's up, pal?
5: Oh man, I it's been way too long since I guys since I talked to you guys. 11, 11,
6: twelve years. <laughs>
5: uh you know, I was I was sitting in a cigar shop yesterday, Ronnie, and I was smoking a cigar watching the goddamn giants, and I was like, I gotta call you guys and just reconnect with you and just say hello, hello, hello.
2: Um it's good to talk to you. you still a Giants fan?
5: Yes. And this season's fucking killing me.
2: <laughs> well, just put it out of your misery now. You're, you're done. There's nothing else this to worry about. This season is over. Yeah. You're 0-5. It's the first time in history we've ever had one quarterback brother 0-5, the other quarterback brother 5-0. and It's an amazing feat. There's 10 games in between these guys within five games. <laughs>
3: It's fucking crazy. I know. Uh, I, I mean,
2: it, it's just painful
3: to what I... I, I,
2: I of I, course I, it's I, painful.
5: I mean, it, it was just, I just wanted to throw a brick at my screen and just, like, like fucking just end it. I mean, just end it.
2: Yeah, it's um, over. I mean, when the second-string quarterback um. in Philadelphia came in and the Giants started making a move, you're like, well, that's, you know, you're going to have Mr. Fucking... Uh, Mr. Glass is your quarterback. This is what happens. Uh but then as shitty the, the weird thing about the Giants, they're only 2 games back in their fucking division.
3: Yeah. It's fucking insane.
2: The East is the shittiest <laughs> crappiest division in years.
3: Eagles got the earned first spot 2 and 3. <laughs> Tied two with the fucking and three. Cowboys.
2: Unbelievable. Uh Cowboys Romo had to wake up this morning and go, what do I have to
3: fucking do? I was so happy when I saw that fucking pick.
2: He has a career
3: day. Five touchdowns.
2: And doesn't matter. Uh, He still gets beat by Peyton Manning.
3: Lights up their secondary. Made the Broncos secondary look like shit. I mean, he was just dumping fucking...
2: I did like the end of the game where it looked like the coach had set out to hurt Peyton Manning. We're finally like, hey, just start uh, running around... Um asman it's good to talk to you. We got to get you to stop in sometime, all right, buddy?
5: Hey, listen, I I need to get you some cigars, Ronnie. I want I want to bring you some cigars to the shop I hang out in. Great. I mean, I, so I mean I just need to get in there you know, just hang out.
2: and yeah, keep... it's it's uh it's been a long long time. It had to have been 2000 2001 since I've seen you. So I'm going to put you on hold and we're going to get your phone number, okay? Okay, no problem. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, that game last night was ridiculous. This friend of mine said, finally a good football game. I'm, I'm like, a good football game. Do you mean by that? No defense? Is <laughs> or, that what
3: works? Did the Cowboys run any play? They didn't run one play, did they? I don't remember DeMarco Moore even getting the ball. You mean running.
2: Okay. Yeah, because they ran a lot of plays. Yeah. Um, But that's a good fucking question. <laughs> It just seemed like every time I looked up, he was able to uh, throw a fucking 80-yard pass. They put up 99 points between them. Uh, Dominic in Colorado, you're on the Run-A-Fez show.
5: Hey, Ron, I just wanted to say just one nice thing about gravity. Uh, Unprotected astronauts' face, you know, they have that gold shield that comes down. A good example of having to change science for story, Uh, you wouldn't be able to see the actor's face floating around in space if that gold shield was down covering their face, uh, even though it's necessary. It shows the sun rays beating right on their face. So that's, that's science fiction
2: out. for you, Fez. There's a new kind of shield there you go. that you can see their face. Science fiction. Perfect. Alright. Good call, Dominic. Peace. Whew, that was close. Thank God we um, figured that out. Do you remember last year that the, during Sandy, the um, the crane got stuck and became yep. a national story? Um, another crane is stuck on 57th. What you once called the tallest building, tallest, yeah, tallest building in New York. We now found out that later that it's the tallest residential building <laughs> in New York. Slightly off, and you lied to us. Uh, crane is stuck there again.
3: Jesus Christ! Don't build it that high. Just fucking shave a a few fucking floors off. Got to keep going.
2: They got to walk a guy out there, and he's got to jump up and down on it. <laughs>
3: Hope it's getting OT no for that.
2: I think Fez is back now. I really do. I feel like it's growing. I said I did something terrible this morning and I got the tears flowing by pointing out just I'd wanna bet. And that's always a mistake for me to say that. I should've just wrote down, Yay, I bet it against. Um, but Fez, what is the thing that you wanted to talk about before you thought of the other that that the guy who wrote I don't like Monday scared you?
1: the uh the breast cancer awareness month pink all throughout the NFL i haven't noticed it's everywhere ron mhm and i i was particularly interested in how many announcers watching red zone yesterday were griping about the pink especially the pink penalty flags and how people uh, the players and the coaches just can't see them out there because there's pink shoes pink gloves pink towels and well, we do this topic every year. I'm one of the people who thinks
2: it's it, it, it's gone too far. And since I've been saying that, they've gone even farther.
3: No, it, it's fucking enveloped the entire game.
2: I don't understand what the NFL is doing to their game or why there's only supposed to be one charity that we think about for a month. But it makes me dislike that charity. And was
1: that your point? Yeah, Well, the point is they've overdone it so much now that the NFL and their announcers have turned on, it, on the charity. This charity wasn't getting promoted as much yesterday as it was getting bitched about. And if you can't get the people who are supposed to promote it on board, it might be time to ch- turn to another charity or at least find a different way to pro- promote breast cancer awareness.
3: You know that one, Fezzi. They've made everyone hate it now. I hated it since the word go. They must have fucking like kitty porn pictures blackmailing people. The I don't again. think I would
2: not have gone that far. That was Fezzi's position to go that far. But um the but the but I do completely get your point <laughs> that there's some godless connection between this charity and the NFL. Because we know they do other charities. Yeah. You know, we know that they get out and they do stuff and they, you know, look out for kids and they worry about this and that. But breast cancer, like a cancer itself, is eating away at the visual aspect of watching football. And it's too fucking much. This would if be- you would have just put, everybody has like a little pink thing on the back of their helmet you know, like they do when a player dies or something. It would have been done. Nobody would have uh, brought it up. But we've talked about this every single October since it's come out. This is the first time I've ever heard the kitty porn accusations. That's my um. Theory. Um, Here's uh, Tyler in Texas. You're on the Run a Fez show.
5: Ronnie, I want to point out what a fucking scam this race for a cure, walk for a cure, and all this breast. All uh, right, now Fez has got us attacking
2: all kinds of great uh, listen,
4: charities. They,
5: they, they won't fucking walk for a cause, race for a cause. No one wants to find out what the cause is. All they
4: want to do is cure it. Uh, raise awareness. Well,
2: here's the thing. Uh, I don't know whether we need somebody walking for you to give money. Like, if somebody come up and said, would you give money to fight AIDS, I I don't want to say how far you're going to walk before I'll give you the money. Seven miles. That's what I need. I mean, if you're going to do that, would you say, how much would you give me to spank me seven times? (laughs) What would it be worth a spank? Paper cuts. Uh, I'll eat a hot pepper. Um, You know, it becomes, the, the problem that I have with the breast cancer thing is you know That that kind of corporate mentality now, and people argue about this, there are some people making a lot of money at that charity, and they've hooked up with the NFL, which is a big corporation, and this thing looks a little overblown. They could have pulled it back, and everybody would have been happy, and it would still have been one of the greatest marketing employees ever. But you don't want a TV commercial... That has awareness, but makes you hate the product, you know what I mean? In the same way, you've taken a charity that no one would have been against, and you're having people say, um, this is fucking wrong. Here's Eric, you're on the run of face show.
5: Hey boys, yeah. uh, good morning. First I want to say, who day? Fuck Tom Brady. Okay. Um, and also, if you think about the, the amount of money that's spent on all this, I've got a couple things on this, but, uh, all the all the money that's spent on all this pink stuff. If you if you were to contribute all that uh, all those dollars to breast cancer awareness, I mean, I, I think they would probably prefer that than having everybody wear all of this pink stuff. Um, secondly, with the pink uh, penalty flags now that they're throwing. Um, in the Bengals game, we had somebody, you know, everybody's got the pink towels and whatnot. Somebody had a towel fall off their waistband.
2: Yeah, if they only just did any one of it, you don't have, If they, let's just say for the month of October, they just did the pink penalty flag, right? Yeah. People would still go, hey, why are we doing the pink penalty flag? And then they would be able to say, oh, that's for breast awareness, and that would have been fine. But shoes, helmets, mouthpieces, it's distracting from the game and it's making you annoyed with the charity itself. And I'm sure people get helped, but there's a lot of charities out there. Why are we all just focusing on one?
1: The Susan Coleman Foundation or, or group can't be thrilled today with the kickoff of their tie-in with the NFL, hearing things like Dan Deardorf Dan saying, "We we then shouldn't they, have they, these pink flags out there."
2: Then they had fucking time to do. They they could have taken responsibility years ago because this isn't the first year anyone's upset about it. It's been going on year after year after year. And these things just get bigger. So that charity, again, also could say to the NFL, uh, look, maybe this is blowing up a little bit. But you know uh, that they, they see it as great because marketing people think everything is great no matter what gets said. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show.
5: Hey, guys. Um, you know, they someone put an article on this on Dex, but that it's just become almost a business more than the charity. Because it's not just the NFL. You see, like, pink everywhere. in Cereal boxes. You name it they 're putting like the whole pink thing as like a marketing thing more than a charity thing and they also said that it's hard not to correlate where this money is going like it's not like all this awareness is actually going to to the cancer research they don't know where the money's going for it.
2: Um, see and then people start to say by the way how much of the chairman of this company I saw this whole Ted thing on them saying we need people who make 350. to run charities. Yeah. Because they bring in more money. And, you know, you see the charity as a business. I'm still out on that. I still don't know if that's the worst possible thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like, you want to feel like some things are not businesses. Yeah. This thing is actually a giant business now, tied in with the NFL. And yet people are going to start saying how much of these people getting paid. They, they've they turned us against them. Here's uh, Ray. Ray, you're on the Run and Fez show.
5: Hey, Ronnie. Um, a couple years ago, there was a documentary that came out, Pink Ribbon Zank. I don't know if you guys saw it. No,
2: know? I did not see it.
5: But they, they go and show how Susan G. Coleman got hooked up with the NFL. The NFL was kind of going through a culture crisis where... Tons of players were getting arrested and going to jail, and they were having this real negative image with their players. So they got involved with Susan G. Coleman to kind of soften the image, get this pink, get women's involved. You know, a lot of the crimes that a lot of these players were committing, you know, were assault and battery against their right. spouses. I get like it. That.
2: I get why some corporations want to be involved in charities that it, it reflects well upon them. I'm trying to say this it's now not reflecting well on the NFL, and it's not reflecting well. On this pink ribbon place. They've gone overboard. And it's become annoying. And then you then you have people sitting around going. What about prostate cancer? <clears throat> More viewers of that game. Should be aware of prostate cancer. Than breast cancer. Or it's like well this is women should. I don't know if women want to think about breast cancer. Every single weekend. that they sit down and watch a game. Um, here is. Um. Uh, Let's go over to Kevin in Georgia. Kevin, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ron.
5: Um, it's always bugged me the extent that they go to, um, but uh, this Sunday the the penalty flags the officials were using were pink, and I don't remember that. I mean, there was
2: no. That's still every year it gets more and more. Uh, it's
3: just anything with color is going to be colored pink. Well, much. It's,
2: and it's it's a panky, a Branson, a little people. I love them. It just does, it's gone, but we had this discussion this time last year, this time the year before, the year before, we were annoyed
3: with it years ago. <laughs> it's getting bigger.
1: I think it was annoying before. Now it's interfering with the game. It's like if they tied in with Make a Wish and then left sick kids on the field during a game.
2: Mm, I don't know if I'd go that far in 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 terms of they're not putting. You know, cancer patients out there for us to look at, but the reality of it is, there's a lot of charities, and a lot that the NFL has is involved with, and this one has gone too far. And I, th- this has happened at radio stations that I've worked at before, that the general manager would get caught up with some something personal charity. And, you know, the station would start and push it, and it would go on and on, and then a couple months later, we'd be doing another charity, and then the audience just started to say, look, I can't be thinking about this thing all the time, I want to fucking rock. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you have to go back and say, what are we really here to do? And football, Sunday football, is to take your mind off of a lot of things. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. It's fucking it's free time. Watching. Now,
2: if they want to make ads about it or whatever or one game a year, something, they could do it and be getting a lot done. But that there is a month of games that you have to be looking at uh, at pink. um it gets fucking annoying.
1: Well, it was the first week I remember in the NFL not hearing about concussions, or you know, should the NFL do something about that? It's almost like that this other disease covered up what the NFL doesn't want to talk about.
2: You know, I, I see. I'm gonna. I think both everyone's got their b- best intentions. You know what I mean? But I just think that they've overdone it. Richard, you're on the Ron Fez show.
5: Hey right, Ronnie, how you doing? Listen, I don't know if you cover. Uh, I know Fezzy knows a little bit more about college football, but there's a guy here in Arkansas by the name of Houston Nutt who used to, nut, used to um, uh, make his players wear pink jerseys when they when the defense wasn't playing very well. Obviously, sign of a sissy or whatever. And and breast cancer awareness people came out and made a big stink about how it was insensitive to breast cancer sufferers uh, that he was making them wear pink, and he had to come out with a formal apology. And I thought that was just And he was doing it
2: just to the guy who um, was like the sissy of the team. Yeah. He was playing like a homosexual. Yeah. So he wasn't out to offend anyone. But, yeah, I mean,
4: are we now saying breast cancer owns the color pink? It seems like it because every... Not every jersey, but most of them, for women, are pink and come with that little ribbon on them.
2: Well, we should do a thing where we just wear pink and go out and collect money. And we'll say this is for charity. That's not a bad idea. And we're not going to say what charity it is. And we're just wearing pink.
3: Oh, we'll get cash.
2: Um, here's uh, Eddie. Eddie, you're on the Manifest Show.
3: Ron,
5: Fez, hey, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ben Maller. He's a late-night uh, sports talk uh, show host. He's kind of the Hunter S. Thompson of sports talk. He's hilarious. Anyways, he did a take on this a couple of nights ago where he was digging into the NFL, trying to ask them, okay, so what, what, what of the proceeds, what is actually going toward cancer research? And basically, you know, discovering that this is really just a, a marketing scheme by the NFL to attract more women viewers and that Ben's own mom recently passed from cancer, and he was saying, look, don't don't buy any of this merch. You know, give your money directly to the American Cancer Society because this is a total scam.
2: Well, that used to be the thing. It used to be the American Cancer Society that covered all types
3: yeah, all cancer.
2: of cancer. Uh, now that it has to be specific, uh, there's a hell of a lot of charities out there and there's a lot of people who make really good money running some of these charities or working for some of these charities and you know i've been to and i'm not saying any charity in particular but i've been, i've been to high end events that were you know for money mm. whether it be dinners and yeah, champagne and, and music you know and everybody would be like isn't this wonderful and i'm all like i don't <laughs> no, it seems like we could have used some of this lobster money to go towards the so charity. Renting
3: the room, right?
2: Um, but I've also talked to people who say you really have to run that as a business to make money so then that money goes. But you'll find out, if you're giving a dollar to something, right? Yeah. And you find out that 70% or twenty eight percent goes to administrative costs. You're like, well, shouldn't I have just given you less money? Because that's what I
3: yeah I want to be involved in. This is for the people who are sick or whatever. Whatever the charity's for.
2: Um, Rob, you're on the Ryan of Fez show.
5: Well, oh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I don't. I just don't understand why the NFL has to talk about breast cancer when there's many issues. You know, we have concussions out there. Uh, the fact that the NFL doesn't give good retirement plans. I mean, uh, even cancer. I mean, we're just talking about an awareness program out there that has nothing to do with football. It has nothing to do with how many women are watching football. I mean, I just don't understand why they're concentrating on breast cancer. So you awareness. would like to
2: see some kind of like an x-ray of a damaged brain on, a, on the helmet, and that represents all the people who've been hurt really bad, or maybe suicide so Okay. So many um, people commit suicide, Um Let's go over here to um, Steve and Philly. You're on The Ron Fez Show.
5: Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Um, you were talking about the uh, or somebody had called in and said it was a scam and uh, you know how they raised money for those walks. Yeah. Um, my wife just completed the three-day walk, uh, Susan G. Komen, here in Philly. Each person that walks has to raise $2,300 to get in to walk. Uh, the people that volunteer to work the walk have to raise $500 a piece, and it's just, it's crazy, and then, you know, they do it in 14 different cities, but next year, they're cutting it down to seven, and it's because they're not making money in those cities, I mean, so it's just all, it's just like anything else.
2: Well, you know, there's a lot of other things, but... There are even celebrities that you'll see on telethons that that's their job. They have a paid gig. Now you can say that sounds awful, but they raise more money when they have a celebrity. So if you get a formal sports star or sitcom star to go into Knoxville, Tennessee, they're going to raise more money. I know about this business, and I want to... I don't know if they're all this way, but this guy who was working... For this business that would only call your house to get you to buy tickets to the police, you know, whatever, retirement fund. Something yeah. to do with the police department. So you would get a call at your house. All right. And it was an oldies show, right? Okay. So you would go see, you know, some doo bands and, you know, whatever. Those bands, by the way, were all getting paid. This was a tour that they do. They would then their business was to book these tours, send them around the country, and then their phone operators would focus on that. So when you hear this is for the police retirement fund of your local town, everyone's always like, police? You know what I mean? Because they would say, I'm calling for the police. So immediately people would go, yes, I'd love to buy two tickets. Well, these people who ran this business, they would do this. They would come to the police department and say, we're going to put on this benefit for you, And we're going to give you, and I'll just use the figure, $50,000. Then they know they had these bands. They had the hall. They booked the whole thing themselves. Then they would sell tickets. They know a lot of people just buy tickets. Don't show up. Don't show up. So they would oversell the event. They would take in $150,000. And I'm just using fake numbers. Pay the band. Pay the police department. And make a big fat profit. Now, you could say that that's wrong, but here, this police department wouldn't have even had the 50 grand. They weren't going to think of this idea. Yeah. But this person who did this became wealthy because he had these tours all over the country. <laughs> he had these people all over the country, and he was making money off of this one deal.
3: Just constantly booking shows for random different people.
2: Yeah, it didn't matter who it was. Um, it's a good off work. Off he went. Uh... Here's our buddy, Cigars and Scotch.
5: Hey, it's going to be even more disgusting next year. Apparently, the Redskins have caved into the pressure. They're changing their names to the Breastskins.
2: Well, the. Um, you got to do the helmet. No, I love it. Uh, Obama said if he owned the team. He would think about changing your name. I don't know whose break that reminded me of. If I did, then I would think that maybe I would. um, Instead of just saying, I heard they got bad pictures of them. Uh, But by the way, I just want to go back and do this thing. If people call you at your house, because after I found out the story, I used to do that. So when they would call me... At my house, I said, would you, you know, for this charity, I would always say, how much of the money goes directly to the charity? Because they cannot lie to you. Yeah. And if they say, I don't know, you go, what? When you find out, call me back. Hang up. And you will not get a phone call. Because when I started to buy those things, I found myself like on some list that they would sell oh, to other charities. And I found myself getting a half a dozen fucking calls a month, <laughs> you know? So if, with every one of them, I go, and how much money goes directly to the people? Uh, I don't have those figures. When you know, give me a call back because I'd love to be involved in this. You never talk to them again. Um, Chris, you're on The Running Fair Show.
5: What's up, buddies? Hey. Hey, I don't know if you guys remember, but the actual penalty flag turning pink happened last year when it was recommended by a little kid.
2: Oh, kids also recommend robots play. We never listen to kids. Um, Kurt, in Texas, you're on The Run and Fest Show.
5: Hey, Ron. Hey, this uh, whole pink deal with the NFL, man. Uh, I think there's only one person in my book who owns the color pink, and that's Sheriff Joe Apayo. Okay. Get the fuck out. Well, okay.
2: Whew. Uh, Patrick, in Connecticut, you're on The Run Fest Show.
5: Yeah, uh, I don't remember the specific date, but it was earlier this year there was an article on CNN that pointed out like 50 of like major charities, and they all and showed exactly what you were just talking about, how much actually, <clears throat> excuse me, goes to the, the, the actual people, and it was like 3, five, 4, 5%, five just like disgusting numbers. And, um, another point I wanted to make to you is NPR had a great show on this, um, about the uh, blood drive, the Red Cross, and how blood is a huge business, like a multi-billion-dollar industry. And uh, you come away from the the, the show kind of not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing
3: because it's well, almost.
2: I know necessary. my chick has some kind of special blood, and they're on her constantly. Yeah,
3: really? Yeah,
2: <laughs> I mean they bleed her.
3: <laughs> they bleed her out, and
2: there's like, and I'm always like, again with the blood.
3: Is that fucking in demand?
2: Again with the blood?
3: Jesus. Maybe there
2: should be a little something, you know what I
3: mean? If it's this fucking rare. I thought, yeah, you, don't have to, you always get paid for fucking giving blood. A little, out, little
2: something on this. Yeah, junkies do.
3: <laughs> get that plasma out of you. A regular
2: person isn't going to sit over there start asking for fucking cash for I a mean, little kid who got his fucking neck cut.
3: I mean, I'm sure I got plenty of blood in me. I mean, I'll, I'll give some out. Well,
2: here's, yeah, a, here's one that gets brought up all the time about raising money. And it becomes the charity event for golfing. I don't no. know if you've ever been to any of these. No, never. But there's so many prizes at every hole. You know, some, whoever does this oh, gets God. a prize. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's, it's all in fun. And, you know, you get to the end of the night. And there's all these things. And at the end of it, you don't feel like a good person. You know, you're leaving there. You know, you got a free club. You want a fucking, you know, laptop or whatever. It's all for charity. And I've been pulling out of those places. I'm like, this kind of feels, sh-. you know, you got a buzz on, or you got a box of cigars with you that's been given out because everybody's involved.
3: Charities never since sounded so like, fun. He, he,
2: and I'm sure they raise money, but you look at it and you think we could have done. Um, more, um, Doug. You're on the Run and Phase show.
5: Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh, so, listen, a great little uplifting story this morning. Uh, it's actually a pretty funny video too. Is um, the Nebraska Cornhuskers helped out a nine-year-old boy uh, who had a brain tumor? Uh, he had the tumor re- uh, removed, but before that, one of his things on his bucket list, list was meeting, uh, I guess his name's Buckhole, the, uh, the coach. Yeah. And, uh, so they hooked up with the whole Cornhuskers. Yeah, we all saw this last
2: spring. The kid ran for a touchdown. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. I but here's the I thing. I don't spring. know whether you watch a lot of Nebraska football. That <laughs> fucking kid legitimately scored that touchdown. That defense is awful Porous. they fucking are just terrible but here's the annoying thing and I remember saying that and thinking this is so sweet I've now seen ten other fucking teams do that since then it's just no one could ever just not rip off everybody else
3: well, every, you know there's, there's a child in every town somewhere might as well fucking yeah, but it a-
2: doesn't then it gets on TV and yeah. we all feel good about ourselves. Yeah. You know, it comes back to that thing when they they made the transgender fucking kid the queen. We know what they were doing. By the way, uh, when I was walking in here today, I was in the middle of a group of speds that were all coming into town together. Right, nice. Good and I was out. like, oh, God, I hope somebody, I hope, I fucking see it. You know, I just wanted to have an Opie walk out. You know what I mean? So I could yell, hi, Opie. And it looked like I was in a group.
3: Oh, that's how many of them were there? Was they were just looking? It had it?
2: to be a dozen, you know, nice. and they were partnered up, you know. But all adults, <laughs> okay, you know, that's good. Um, good, we got that thing up for the mo- millionth time. Now we know what it looks like. He's
4: doing it.
2: Yeah, he's doing it. Hey, why aren't
3: he t- fucking tackling him?
2: Because li- uh, life as a lie is better than being real. Um, here's uh, Kevin. You're on the Renfro Show.
5: Hi, Ron. This pink thing is getting crazy. So I play this racing game online, and I uh, record my races, and I put the races up on um, YouTube. And I get, like, a 1,000 people a week to watch my videos. And I'm getting shit from the from the public because I haven't made my car pink for, for the month of October. And and it's not just from, like, one person. It's from, like, 25 people who are trying to bust my balls that I haven't made my car pink.
2: And, you know, if you say anything bad about it, it's like... You know, you're an awful person, but the fact is this, if you look at the NFL, the people watching, there should be, if you want to do something, awareness, should be diabetes. You've got fucking fat guys eating fried hams
3: mm, Yeah.
2: Every goddamn weekend watching your game. counting <laughs> boosts. And you're bringing up fucking, yeah, alcoholism, <laughs> alcohol poisoning. No, there, they actually show Budweiser commercials telling you. So it's not like they're the best people in the world.
3: <laughs> they're worth that much money. They're definitely not.
2: <laughs> um, Scott, you're on the run of fish. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, buddy.
5: Yeah, man. Um, uh, Nick DePaulo said something last year about, uh, about this. He said that, uh, you know, they're modern-day gladiators, right? Hmm. Can you imagine the uh, you know the gladiators saying, you yeah, know, we're going to take this uh, month you know to, to wear pink for breast awareness?
2: Um, uh, by the way, I don't think that they're modern-day gladiators. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> <This Or> Clowney wouldn't have sat out this weekend. <laughs> Which, by the way, there was a name that we heard too much and hasn't done shit. One play. One
3: fucking play. One play. Last That's the season. only play I've ever seen him have. Yeah. And then Gruden just jerking off over it, yeah. fucking losing it. Oh, yeah. You like that? <laughs> Let me run that back
2: again for you. Look at that. That cat's awesome. Yeah, he's bringing it. NFL ready. One time I was at an ACDC concert. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm friends with a guy from Cheap Trick. What are you yelling out, Gordon? What is wrong with you? Go back and fix the fucking Buccaneers. Um, Josh Freeman, by the way, uh, and this is going up on the iBank today, uh, big breaking news, signed with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh,
3: shit. The Minnesota
2: Vikings.
3: See you later, Ponder.
2: He is going to help them uh, in their legacy of losing. Um, There's no reason that the Bucks and Vikings shouldn't just switch teams there would be no difference
3: yeah AP would just at least AP will be a little bit warmer let's try the warm weather for a while
2: yeah why not um well, you know there's a very odd African population up in Minnesota like people who actually come from Africa really yeah that's weird I was talking to people about that a couple of years ago and they're like um, you know like we were partying with these Africans and I'm like Because they're from the Midwest. I'm like, the term is African Americans. And they're going, no, not these cats. They're fucking straight Africans.
3: From the goddamn continent.
2: So, you know this uh, movie that you saw the other night with the Somali pirates? They all live in Minnesota. Yeah. They all live in Minnesota. Bizarre. Why would they go someplace so cold? They just found a a nice empty spot for them and they flew them over. I think I
4: read an article, too. There's like They have entire... Like, youth soccer teams. They're just made up of refugees. They yeah. all just live in one big apartment complex. They all know each other. Exactly.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like, do you really want to move away from the people who speak your language, like the same food, blah, blah, blah. So once they moved them there, they're like, yeah, I guess so, you know? It's pretty nice. I mean, where do I want to go now? Fucking Tucson?
3: You're from I'm Ghana? not gonna meet
2: any fucking Somalis there.
3: <laughs> then go online. Find some communities.
2: Fez went online. What good has it done? Uh,
3: not very much.
2: Fez, how come you wouldn't honor their thing today? Just the bus balls?
1: No, I just got confused. What are you confused about? I was going to bring it up later. But wasn't the whole... I went back and read
2: it. It said, first thing, come out of the fucking gates, fucking kick ass, ass. You're like, I'll do it. Not Ninth thing, after the show has settled down for a while.
3: Yeah. Weird.
2: I like the Lonely Boy fucking sessions, though.
3: <laughs> That's good. He's, he's, he's making interacting friends. with people.
2: Who's your best pal in
1: there? Uh, Shrekalove is just the best on there. Well, I mean,
2: there. your new friend. Now we all know Shrekalove, and We all love her. She's coming in, by the way, one day. And when that happens, we're all doing meth because she's oh. coming in from fucking Arizona. Oh Jesus, that's like a meth. Yeah, it's like a meth. That's how she makes most of her money.
3: She says. Oh, she's running the kitchen.
2: I'm not allowed to say that but yeah, a hundred percent. That's what, good. yeah. Right. But I don't wanna
3: probably should dump give that away
2: that. on there. Do you even know how to dump out?
3: I see the button there.
2: You didn't use it when the day you needed it though. No. We need to have a producer's meeting. Go over the buttons, where they're at, what they're what they're used for. Fez?
1: Yeah, we'll do that. Good.
2: Uh, um. Here's uh, Keith. You're on the run of Fez show. Good afternoon, fellas. Yeah.
5: Uh, Fez, I have a quick question for you. If there was a gay pride event in the NFL and all the colors, instead of being pink, were all rainbow, uh, rainbow flags, and so on and so forth, would you have a problem with that also?
2: What you're doing is why Fez didn't want to come in hard. He didn't want to have it flip back at him. But I think no matter what the charity is, there are great charities everywhere, but you don't want it to take over. Like, you're saying, okay, if you want, why isn't there a movie that every scene is pink to keep us aware? Because when you watch a movie, it's an escape for a couple hours, or at least focus on that one reality. When you're watching a football game, you know... There's going to be signs up. I'm going to see signs. You know there's going to be commercials that are going to come at you. That's part of it. So you accept that. What you don't accept is now the game that you normally watch one way has been changed because of one single charity. A battalion. Which doesn't even cover all cancer. It's almost like at the point... Where breast cancer is a cancer that is eating the other cancers.
3: It's king cancer in the terms of queen awareness. Cancer, queen cancer. You fucking sexist prick. Queen cancer. None Get that body. through
2: your head, okay? Okay. This fucking nut dragging gorilla, yeah. drunken slapping woman thing what? ends now. <laughs> Are you saying you never hit your chick?
3: Yes, I'm saying that. I Jesus hit her Christ. once. Why? 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 What the fuck?
2: Huh? I thought she was getting a little lippy with me. <laughs> to tell you the truth, no, never. Well, I don't know where the bathroom is, so I just start swinging. <laughs> <laughs> See,
3: that's just a basic question, Simon. Even... Come on.
2: Plus, a lot of times I started slapping because dinner wasn't ready. Dinner. Yeah. Come on. I like to say, get back in the kitchen and do a big laugh. <laughs> you know, just try to stay. You know, keep it male
3: Sure. I don't know why lung cancer doesn't get a big fucking uh, run. Or a push right
2: They got the wrong people working. They should have hired... They ought to steal the breast
4: cancer head person away. Why not testicular? They could put that, like, Ghostbuster sign over the player's junk, and that could just let them know that That way. would be really nice. Yeah. And a lot of people like to focus on balls since they stop wearing the cups.
3: Yeah. Just that junk flying around. Yeah.
2: We're all going calling it junk now, are we? I that's that's caught on a lot.
3: <laughs> sure. Cockballs, junk.
2: I already hate the lung cancer people for those horrible commercials that they do.
3: For those lung cancer people are just the anti-cigarette advocates.
2: No, same thing. They're yeah. always... Somebody got their feelings, their fingers chewed off. Yeah.
3: Voice boxes. You don't always die from tobacco. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's, see, just when I say I don't want to... Uh, be part of
3: it. There's a pack of cigarettes right here, Shelby, please. Jesus Christ.
2: No, we don't want to fucking focus. I don't We're like all to smokers think about
3: the bad things, alright?
2: Do it one more time though, because it was really good.
4: <laughs> Ron, don't hit my chick.
2: I don't even I couldn't believe this, but you're even more fuckable now when you do that. It's even more, because I was just thinking about another hole to put. Oh, there my God.
4: Go. Fuck my throat hole. Oh, God
2: damn It's <laughs> fucking, seriously.
4: There's cum coming out of my mouth. <laughs> oh,
2: oh,
3: What the fuck, man? Please don't stare. I'm going to have to if there's cum leaking out of your fucking face. <laughs> And you're talking like that? Can I one of those <laughs> off of you?
4: <laughs>
2: you sure? That's so have disgusting! How would he even learn how to do that? He just puts his fight. You see where he puts his thumb down there? It's
4: weird. I don't have many friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, here's Chuck. You're on the Run of Fez show.
4: Hey, Ronnie. Uh, back uh, some
5: years back, when that Bubba, the love sponge guy was on Tears X M. Yeah. He did. He did a thing on corrupt uh, charities like that. And that Susan B. Cohen was the most corrupt charity in the United States. And I forget what the number was, but the guy that ran that thing made a shit bucket load
2: of money. See, the weird thing is that's not considered corruption because every CEO of a big business makes an embarrassing amount of money compared to everybody else. And they're acting like, well, look what I bring in. So I am, I'm deserving of this, and if not, I'll go to another charity.
4: He's probably not even a real person, like Betty Crocker. That doesn't make sense. Say it in your other voice, the one that we all like. He's probably not <laughs> even a real person, like Betty <laughs> Crocker.
2: Why do you laugh at your own jokes? It's really embarrassing.
3: He enjoys himself.
2: This kid's a riffer. He loves the riff. You know why we're talking about this cancer thing? Go have that thing on your neck checked. I'm just a little worried about it. <laughs> I
3: can see it from Do you there. see it? The
4: mole, it's just
2: a mole. A mole, it's got a fucking head, and it was looking around a second ago. No.
3: It's sentient. It fucking knows what the fucking It's
2: like a it mole version of a fucking snowman. Which, by the way, can we get some nice autumn weather? I know there's big rains supposed to come in tonight. Is that going to make everything a little nicer?
3: I think it's just going to make it humid. I like to see the leaves (laughs) change before I die. (laughs) All right. Christ almighty.
2: Seriously, (laughs) now stop doing it. You know what I mean? You don't see anybody else fucking running around trying to make everything silly. Now, I don't even trust the weathermen the other day. Yeah. I'm watching it. This is how fucking off they are. The weatherman Friday night said it Saturday was going to be sunny and a chance of Chinese. I'm like, you don't even, you don't even know what
3: the it. fuck you're talking it about. Doesn't even mean anything. Yeah. What? The Chinese people are just going to fucking invade? I hope not, Chris. Seriously, right? I hope not. Red China will fucking could probably lay a hurting on us.
2: Yeah. Well, then Wolverines, motherfucker. You want to play that game? Wolverines. The animals. No, you never shit.
3: saw fucking Red Dawn. They made a remake. What are
2: two you of you, seriously, this <laughs> of is the gayest show ever. Of where course, you course don't I've seen Red fucking Dawn. Fucking get a Red Dawn reference. Of course. Why don't you go check Banksy? You, you fucking arty farty
4: pussy. <laughs> you think you're tough eating beans?
2: I just wanted to do the fucking scene where I yell at my children, avenge me.
3: That's, the, that's what makes Harrington stand the fucking man. Right yeah.
4: after he says, we have to be quiet. Yeah.
3: They go
4: away. <laughs> and he just fucking freaks. Avenge <laughs> me! You, the big dancer, take your
2: brothers up into the hills. Why did anyone catch on to him as a fucking tough guy for a little while?
3: I guess he had a good agent. I just fucking find the right roles, you know. <laughs> you
2: think everything's a gimmick? <laughs> Everything is a fucking corny move to this break. ME! <laughs> Great scene. <laughs> so you're putting a lot of pressure on me, Dad. I am a child. I'm going to hide in the wood until the fucking army figures out what hey, to see do. Let's
4: that old guy's yelling at it.
2: <laughs> Chase it's, them quick! Shine a light over <laughs> they there. They only ran into the woods five seconds ago. <laughs> Let us worry. We're out.
3: They shouldn't even bother going to the prison camp.
2: Um. Michael writes this. Ronnie Bay, Mister Shelby is gold. He's got me cracking up over here. People like the Shelby. We'd sure love to
3: keep them. How's that looking, Chris? Still waiting for some... We're waiting for some things to move around in other departments. I don't know, but I think Fez is getting better, so
2: nothing's going to fucking move around. I think he's getting saner every day.
3: <laughs> I'm just
2: fucking around with you. I don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on there.
3: Well, I think maybe the sessions talking to other people on the internet, it helps. Let's just
2: go a sesh.
3: A sesh? Or like a sports yeah. sesh? Yeah. Did you
2: watch last night? Of course I watched. Did you love?
3: Yeah, I loved it.
2: You look like a fucking milk dud.
3: (laughs) I was so happy.
2: This show, and we're talking about East Bound and Down, every year I go, oh, I hope they don't come back because that's the perfect ending. This is the fourth year in a row that I've went, this is another great premise for him to be doing. Nothing is funnier than making fun of these stupid ex-athletes who are everywhere. (laughs) Screaming and busting balls down.
3: Yeah, having fun. Just, you know, yeah. just talking
2: shit. Lying about their predictions. <laughs> <And> play- Guaranteeing <laughs> Arkansas is going to win.
3: <laughs> and playing a sport during the fucking session, too. It's so fucking the sesh. fun. The Sesh. excuse me. All
2: right, where do you think it's going to go?
3: I think... Um, See that last night's episode felt like it should have been like the end of the season because of the big win. But I think it's him and Guy. You are, think
2: last night's episode was one of the best of all time? Yeah. Because I went over and checked out Twitter, and people were exploding over just
3: it. the fucking uh, spoiler alert or whatever. Like the montage, but right before that happened, was, the Rocky montage. It's fucking great. I think him and Guy are gonna butt heads.
2: I think you're correct. And I also I think that whole thing that the wife said. And by the way, once again, we're talking about. Mrs. Kenny Powers, the most beautiful woman who's ever been on television. Um, when she was like, I'm afraid of losing you, yeah. I think that's what the season's gonna come down to. He's gonna once again choose her. But that fucking show last night was so funny.
3: <laughs> I could it was fucking it was perfect.
2: And when Stevie dropped the M bomb <laughs> when he yelled out that's my M bomb
3: over and over again, <laughs> yeah. like three times. <laughs>
2: Such a funny fucking show. Now, do you watch
3: Hello, Ladies? I, have not, I haven't seen Hello, Ladies, no.
2: Mm, okay. I don't want to give anything away for you. Are you back in the homeland?
3: I watched uh, last week's episode. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to watch tonight's uh, Sunday's episode tonight. Dana's
4: sexting everybody now.
3: <laughs> After
4: trying to offer help, so, like, you really just can't settle down for a little bit.
2: <laughs> mm, no, that's madness. I think Homeland has turned into Breaking, uh, not Breaking Bad, but uh, Blacklist. I think it's as fucking silly as Blacklist.
3: It's gotten that far? Yeah, well, it's the pretty first silly. episode was weird.
2: Yeah. And Boardwalk Empire is always good, and they always have two characters that you don't give a fuck about that they also focus on.
3: That's always annoying.
2: Yeah. And I would say one of them is, but they've been on the show before. <laughs> But that show just shoots all over, you know. Yeah, you're in Chicago, you're in Tampa, you're in Atlantic City, you're in New York.
3: A giant fucking cast, you know. Too. So
2: every, if you watch that with everyone, anyone else, they're always like, "Who is that again? Who's this little kid? Why? Why do we follow this little kid to school?"
3: Fuck, Fuck them. They he yells out. They got. There's <laughs> no, no
2: they, reason for that statement. they got. They, they got a couple of guys talking, <laughs> and then you decide with a definitive, "Fuck them."
3: the child uh <laughs> you don't
2: even know what child i'm talking about
3: they should start killing more people off fucking they got they have to focus the show
2: they do they kill people off and they
3: add people constantly that's the bad part adding people is the part that's fucking getting crazy
2: why is our direct tv just bouncing around like this
3: looks like uh
1: no it's service maybe out. with the storm coming in there's a
4: storm coming it's that government shutdown. <laughs> oh Jesus
2: Christ! Oh no! Uh, I'm not saying it's bad right now, <laughs> but <laughs> I saw a gopher bringing
3: mail. <laughs> fuck them! <laughs> fuck, yeah, fuck those! Fuck, fuck em. <laughs> em. Seriously, fuck Washington! <laughs> fuck them <laughs> in their piss holes. What they do for us? I hope the direct TV graphic goes directly into the corner <laughs> yeah. of the t- television. How about Masters and Johnson? You staying with that? Haven't 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 stayed up with it. So you're not fucking
2: keeping up on your... what? What is your TV viewing right now?
3: Well, see, Sundays are bad. I watch everything closer into the, in, as the week goes on. Cause just, there's too much fucking football on. Sunday is
2: when Sunday. the fucking shows come on. I know. Any watchable show is Sunday. So what are you watching? Fucking Big Bang Theory on <laughs> fucking Thursday nights? No,
3: I watched... I, I spaced out the Sunday shows... Didn't. During the course of Bazinga. the week. Zinga.
2: I love that. That show is so good, I'll tell you why. These guys are supposed to be so smart, yeah. but socially they're like fucking idiots. God. I mean, really? they don't, they're like nerds. Real nerds, these guys.
3: They have like girlfriends, like how they do with the
2: ladies. They all get fucked now. You, know, you haven't p- seen it in a while, but what? every one of them is getting pussy. That's
3: ridiculous. Yeah. They should just be fucking creepy, like, weird, fuck shut them. in. All- just fucked. God. <laughs> they are getting <laughs> fucked, apparently. I didn't even know. <coughs> I didn't know the fucking blonde broad fucking <coughs> banging everyone. everybody. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Slut. She just fucking loves it. She's like the little girl from Homeland. <laughs> Weird ways too, like
4: they're uh-huh. using like medical instruments. Yeah, they I, are. I'm surprised they haven't oh allowed my. it. I like a what speculum. The yeah.
2: What is that called?
3: Speculum. I think. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's just
2: fucking spread open. <laughs> it's <Swap> like
3: <laughs> different fluids. <laughs> Niche yeah, porn. It's like it's fucking weird.
2: He pissed at her. <laughs> oh, bro. last Thursday it was unbelievable. It was the best ever. Best big bang I ever saw.
3: This thing's fucking taking a weird turn. I never saw this shit coming.
2: You never see anything coming. You're shocked by literally everything that happens. is mind blowing to you. If he's ever around and the sun's coming up, he's screaming, What is it? It's a, what giant, is it? a giant ball of fire. It's hide. coming directly out of the ocean. Hide, everyone, hide. Hide till night we'll be safe from it. Those
4: are day walkers.
2: Did you just say gay walkers? Because a friend of mine wants to be gay, but can't.
3: <laughs> shelbo. Shelby. You have to be better than that.
2: You need to be shelbo in here. Bruh. You starting calling bruh now? Bruh. We saying bruh, bruh? <laughs> yeah, bruh. I didn't know that, bruh.
3: These fucking switch up real quick,
2: bruh. I think that when we leave places, we should tell each other to hang ten.
3: All right. That okay. sounds good. Be hanging ten later, then.
2: You know what? Let's say this. Hang <laughs> nine and save one. That'll be our fucking saying. <laughs> okay. Say and oh, point at our dicks when we fucking say it <laughs> Right?
3: <laughs> save one, dog. Hang nine, hang nine and save it Wait, you looking? Are you looking? Because I'm pointing at my dick Look at that shit All right. <laughs> what a restaurant <laughs> Fuck him <'em.
2: laughs> This is why, so, goodbye. You, you, fucking take too, you go too far You Was know what I mean?
3: Why? No, but I'm just fucking I'm just trying need to, to, to imagine You to fucking
2: peel that thing into the safety zone Get in the fucking shallow end of the pool and stay there
3: I want to take that dip deep. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back and look at some
2: of the stuff Fez was talking about over the weekend. That's the beauty of it. Like I don't have to be there, and later I can go in and look at conversations. It's and fun. I always crack up.
3: That's what the internet's for. Save everything you're talking about.
2: It is right. It makes me feel like the fucking NSA when I go uh, let's go see what Fez was talking about.
3: Oh here look here's his home address, fucking social security number
2: this is really useful information this is uh, the preliminary shit talk week 5 is where I went up I like some people that just beg Fez to say hi to them and they won't get it
3: why don't you give him a
1: big up that's why I say hi to everybody
2: like here's one of Fez's statements Hey, Dallas, you scored 48 points and still lost. You must have been playing Peyton Manning. <laughs> I wish I was there. Miss it. Let's settle this in OT. Run up the score, and that goes for both teams. That's so Romo, he says. How's it going, Mufez?"
1: That was after the uh, two minutes left pick.
2: I like this. This game is going to come down to the toying costs in overtime. Whoever gets it will first will score. So let's just settle with the flip. Actually, they both get to get the ball now. I do like you. That's so Romo. Did
3: you see the fucking Giants running back do a double backflip? Yeah, which, uh, which was know. the most fucking. They're 0 and four, and he's had a terrible cr- fucking season so far.
2: And um, but a double backflip is a way of. You know, uh, hurting himself since fucking <laughs> yeah. Mr. Glass over in Philly hurt himself running out of
3: bounds. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, David Wilson was out with a fucking neck injury by the end of the game.
2: Uh, let's see some more fezzes. Peyton picked off. Now, now the Broncos season starts to unravel. Sleepy Dog said, absolutely. There's your friend Shrekalov. Who's Mr. Obvious and why is he in black,
1: Fez? I have no idea. I don't know who Mr. Obvious is other than being Mr. Obvious. But how,
2: how come he's in black? Everybody else is in blue. Is that a special thing that he gets to be?
1: I think he, maybe he can customize. I'm not sure on that.
2: Oh, okay. So you get to customize by turning black. Cool. All right. Fez's point with him was Peyton has more fans than the Cowboys, but the Broncos don't. I did notice, and this is supposed to be Texas fucking stadium, that they're selling a lot of those fucking tickets to Bronco fans. When the Broncos would score, the fucking place would go
6: crazy.
3: Yeah. Um, that's a fucking dead stadium. I mean, that, that, I mean it's, it's, it's not a fucking toll home stadium. Mother, people can go in there and take over like they did last night. Well,
2: you can do that if the season ticket holders will sell their tickets. And that's what happens in these
3: stadiums. Um, Awful fans. And they, they they could win the division. They should win the division. That's fucking two and three.
2: Yeah, they've got to be the best team in the division. They have an <laughs> offense.
3: Um Bryant. But
2: the it's, one it's, thing you can't do is figure out where football is going. Believe me, that the worst thing for the Broncos is they're peaking now.
3: Yeah. It's also where the fucking is is the are the Colts gonna go back to the fucking playoffs and fucking get the like they beat the fucking Seahawks. That shouldn't have fucking happened.
2: The Seahawks shouldn't win every single week, though. It was a fucking good game. And um, that's the way football used to be. Uh, Nick claims he's got a spy report for us.
7: Spy report. Spy report. Nick, go ahead, buddy. Hello, buddies.
5: Uh, Cleveland ESPN Radio here in Cleveland is reporting uh, Tim Tebow is a brown.
2: Just when everything was going great for Cleveland... They got to tickets! Let's go, Tebow! It's unbelievable. <laughs> I was hoping I'd never have to talk about Tebow again, but you might as well with Johnny Football out here. All right, now here's the dodds says the Fez. Fez, next time Ron starts to say 18 games is too much uh, or they shouldn't play a Super Bowl in cold weather, tell him the CFL does it and both those things, and it's fine. I don't know why you didn't shut the Daz down by saying we're talking about professional football, not the CFL. All right, looks like Mr. Obvious uh, stuck up for me. That's good. Fez, that's the guy you should be hooking up with. Daz? No. Mr. Obvious.
1: Uh, And Sleepy Dog.
3: Pretty good name, Sleepy Dog.
1: Sleepy Dog is cool. No shtick zone is uh, good on there. Uh, Danny, you're on the Run of Fed show. Ronnie.
2: Yeah. million bucks. Good.
5: Hey, my wife was reading me an article yesterday as we were on the way to the Bears game about how the NFL is a not-for-profit organization, technically, and they don't even pay federal taxes. No large
2: corporation should pay federal taxes. What's that? No large corporation should pay federal taxes.
5: (laughs) The guy who runs it makes over $30 million a year.
2: All right, thanks, bro. He needs it. Yep. Yeah, he needs that for buying fucking really nice uh, statues to go around his giant pool.
3: Well, I mean, no fucking pools could be without giant statues. Everyone knows that.
4: Made out of ivory, too.
3: That's how big he's going with it.
4: That is, I love ivory. You know what I mean? I mean, not on an elephant. That's
2: disgusting. That's, that's, I like when you kill it and saw it off there. That's fucking horrible. They have to they
3: kill the fucking these elephants. They're doing nothing but grazing on the I don't know Serengeti. Then they're walking around with all the ivory. Yeah.
2: If they were walking around with fucking cash, you wouldn't want to take it off them?
3: I'm not going to fucking cut a goddamn elephant's head off. But even
4: if it had cash fucking glued to
2: it?
3: Yes. I'm not fucking cutting the elephant's this head off. This is the gay show.
4: Quit bogarting all the ivory in your face. <laughs> spread yeah, it around share. a little bit.
3: Share a little bit. Some poachers just killed like 90 elephants in Africa. It's a terrible story. And then all they poisoned all of them. Now other animals are eating the carcasses and they're getting poisoned. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so you got to Circle of do life.
3: That. It's not the it circle is. of life, it's poachers <laughs> and
2: poison. Yeah, it's a it's a sinister circle of life, <laughs> but a circle. It's horrible. Let me tell you something. If these other animals are too stupid to figure out that that, uh, that, that thing is poison, yeah, that's their fault.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, so these guys all just died naturally. Oh, what a- a free <laughs> elephant! Yeah! We won the lottery.
2: Well, let me ask you this. You're fucking walking down the street and there's yeah. a pizza and two sandwiches. You just start eating it? No. No. Well, You'd have a test first. Is it hot? Yeah. Well,
3: it's then, really hot. Well, then maybe, yeah.
2: I've seen you and Dave eating out of trash can before. That's yeah. a true story.
3: Yes, it is a true story. <laughs> I think it, it was
2: E Rock's old food. And then you also ate leftover uh, chicken, Shade chicken, 45. Chicken. You were eating chicken, chicken bones. Those guys were eating chicken bones from Shade 45. One
3: of them was a full chicken waste. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're going like this. Look
2: how much they leave. <laughs> and they're chilling it down. Remember when we had pizza day the other day? That was fucking great. We're all jumping up and down, yelling, Pizza Day. Pizza, pizza day. day. Pizza Day. Pizza Day.
3: We should have yelled, Pizza Gay. <laughs> that, Why? That, is it gay pizza gay or are we gay free? Because it pizza? rhymes with day. That's
2: a fun word. Now, that's supposedly anti gay if you yell out, Pizza Gay.
1: I'm just wondering what the connection is.
2: Rhyme. Like most things, it's either alliteration or rhyming.
3: And Pizza Gay sounds like it is an awesome day. Mm. Get a nice pizza gay going on?
2: Like, that's always like a funny joke, like Charlie Day, yeah, right? Yeah. On Always Sunny? Yeah. Drop a Charlie Gay on him. I'm sure he started his whole life. What's up, Charlie Gay? And I punch him in the back.
3: What up, Charlie Gay? <laughs> you guys sucking <laughs> sure, a dick later? I'm
2: sure that's what, like, fourth grade was here for him.
3: <laughs> How many dudes you been with, Charlie Gay? This is funny, right? you. <laughs> <clears throat>
2: Or if you just cough and say gay like you did in school when somebody was reading a report. Oh, sure, yeah. (laughs) When someone tried to act like they cared about the ivory and elephants.
3: (laughs) No, no, who said that?
2: I would always go like this. I'm sorry, I was interrupted. It sounded like someone coughed out gay. I don't know, I'm like you. I'm here to learn. I'm saying to the teacher. Seems like it's just the two of us here that fucking care about what's going on in this place. All these other animals. Look at them. Where they're gonna. Where are they gonna be in another ten years from now? Probably sucking dick in some fucking. <laughs> sucking dick in a crack house, I imagine. How much time I got left? <laughs> Stupid fucks. <laughs>
3: Too bad for them. They're getting all the dick in the crack houses, <laughs> right? Right? They're fucking. Just, Not like
2: they're just... us. We want more education. That's going to keep us, you know, moving ahead, thinking, Come experiencing on. life. Yeah. Anyway,
4: uh, that's when Jackie Robinson first broke the color barrier. And
2: anyway, yeah. Shakespeare was probably really pissed off about something, right? <laughs> Founding fathers. Is that what you're looking for? Hmm. Huh? Chemical compounds, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Seems to have these fucking same things that you keep going no. back to in this place. Classic.
3: <laughs> Cosine, <laughs> huh? <laughs> See, is that what we're talking about right now?
2: <clears throat> God, the fucking school. What could be more of? The weirdest thing about school is you would be prepared for if it came later in life. But they fucking deliver it to you at the time that you're least prepared for it. You
3: have no work ethic as a child. No,
2: you go from just playing all day and breaking up playing with some TV to the next thing you know, you're sitting some fucking place.
3: With a bunch of strangers.
2: Yeah, people you don't know and no one can move and some adult is giving you shit and saying you're not working hard enough. And you're like, dude, I got to tell you the truth. I just learned the term work a little while ago. (laughs) I had no idea what you were talking about.
3: Get it together, because this is going to affect everything. Well
2: This
1: is the... the cr- <laughs> if they at least spread it out a little bit, you have to learn everything all at once. You're learning letters and numbers. Maybe focus on the language and the reading first. Bring in math further down the road so it's not all on top at one time. Here's Doug. You're on the run of Fed show.
5: Yeah, Ronnie. Well, uh, I missed O&A this morning. Uh, there was, you were talking about rock before. I know, Opie accidentally uh, let out e phone number. I was wondering mm-hmm. if you knew what happened. Uh, I, I, I'm so sad I missed it.
2: Yeah, uh, I think it was like in the 9 o'clock hour, e came over and said, Hey, buddy, I guess those things happen." And they both hugged, and it was really... I mean, I'm I'm going to You're sound lying. Like, okay, no, I'm not. I'm going to sound <laughs> like a little bit like a pussy. I was fucking crying <laughs> because I don't have that kind of friendship oh. anywhere in my life. No, come on. They'll, I mean, it was one of the sweetest things I'd ever heard. How long they hug for? 45 minutes, I think. <laughs> right, that's more than a hug. They were even hugging under their shirts.
3: Oh, Jesus.
2: You know, where you're not supposed to hug. <laughs> like yeah. where the maiden suit touches. That's how long they were hugging. But that was great. I mean, people act like talk radio can't be sentimental. But that was really sweet. And that made me think of how much you know I care about you guys. Oh. Great. And then I realized it's not at all. Oh. Uh-huh. I wouldn't fucking hug you guys with a blanket if you were on fire. That's
3: terrible. You'd be dying if you're on fire. I mean, just throw the blanket on us.
2: You should be Mr. Obvious. <laughs> you should be Fez's best pal, Mr. Obvious, who gets the specialized only in black. That's pretty badass. Yeah, it does. He looked like Kenny Powers.
3: I was so sad when Kenny Powers got his ass hand to him. I was fucking...
2: You know, not everybody watches these shows on Sunday. You have to say, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Jesus Christ, Chris. Yeah. Chris Stanley.
3: <laughs> That's the name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> Hanging a nine. Save one for later, right? Look, Look penis. It's the cock.
2: Yeah, that was a really, really sweet moment. I shouldn't be, you know, I'm not normally driven by sentimental things. Yeah. But that was really nice. And true, we all make mistakes. Yeah. It just you happens. Know? I always like to say Poe Buddy's Nerfic, and then I give a thumb <laughs> up. Like, if anybody makes a mistake, I'll go Poe Buddy's Nerfic, and I give the thumb up. Like that. Yeah. Who are our fucking interns today?
3: Both are in. Really? Both, yeah. Yeah.
2: So. I want them to do a thing that I call uh, Indian leg wrestling for airtime, where they okay. both lay on their backs, try whoever can turn the other person.
3: Uh, they're down. I know Vito's totally down for it.
2: But <clears throat> well, Vito's always ready for anything physical, and Castro is ready for women to take over the world.
3: Yeah. Men have mm. kept them down for a long time. Kept, not kept. <laughs>
2: um, Vito's great. Uh, his real dad, Putty, is uh, <laughs> it's Vito. Hey, two questions. It's me, Vito. You ever see Putty on that other show? He talks like Putty, he acts like Putty, and it's not funny like Putty.
3: I haven't seen him on that. He's show. always like, "Remember when I was on Seinfeld?" He references Seinfeld in yeah. it. Yeah, it's great.
2: It's May putty from Seinfeld. Uh, send the two kids in as quickly as possible. And I'm going to let them know one of them will be getting mic time today. One will be getting mic time. I knew Vito was going to be first. I knew Vito was going to be first. Um, and you're wearing a New York Mets uh, think today, too, which is great. The only team that's not around in October. You still following baseball, even though it's not the Mets? Not really. I've been busy all weekend, but I've been trying to follow the playoffs. Ray in Pittsburgh I was at the game, and he sent me a picture of, you know, in front of the place, and he was so excited. And I just know him as a listener who sometimes mails stuff in. So I wrote back, you guys are up to one. Congrats. And he wrote back something like, I'm heading home. In the bus, belly full of gin, greatest night of my life. And then he writes very uncomfortably, I love you. Right. (laughs) And I know that you could get caught up in the sports thing. Yeah. That's coming off a little gay right now.
3: More than a little. That's his homosexual.
2: Okay. So men can never say to each other, I love you.
3: Unless, you know, they're gay and they want to have sex with each other.
2: I tell people I love them all the time, and I'm not gay. Yeah, you know, but you didn't grow up with a dad, right? Nope. Yeah, so you're always looking for a dad. I'm always looking for a dad. Yeah, I found one right there.
3: Yeah, there <laughs> a yeah I'm, I'm the guy for for you. Yeah.
2: It does seem like, and Chris, you've always yeah. been looking for a son, right? There's something wrong with your penis.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, just not the penis, but the stuff inside of it. Shooting blanks.
2: And well, it's not blanks; it's pure alcohol. It's grain alcohol. He takes me for
3: ice cream
0: after yeah. every show. No, did a good job.
2: Do the girls? Do you say to your girlfriends, "I love you"? Yeah. Castro. Yeah. When you after you, what you guys are done after servicing each other, guys. Okay, yeah. that's, that's what I was wondering about. <laughs> so one of you guys is going to get some major mic time today and the other one will get none. There's going to be a contest. I want you guys to go off in the other room, figure out what you want the contest to be. It can be trivia, it doesn't matter, you can come up with it, but when you come back in, then you gotta work out. And then that person gets a mic for the rest of the day. Or maybe mic time doesn't matter to you guys. I don't know. It does. See, Vito seems to be the prep guy Mm. But Castro can just come in with one idea. She's like Fez this way. So just have one thought and an hour of the show will go by of everyone discussing it.
3: Oh, yeah. You know? She comes Where, in.
2: You know, yeah. he, Vito's like you. Yeah. A million little things to take up a second <laughs> each. But there will be a million of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're the hard worker. And Castro's got Fezzi's fly by night. You know what I mean? There's just something... There that gets things stirred up. Yeah, so you guys are gonna have a contest. I guess trivia because I don't want you to do anything physical Because Vito you'll hurt somebody.
1: I'll kick his ass.
2: See I don't I know that you feel that way
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could I would I would destroy you let's just be serious. You destroy me. Yeah, I've hit women before
2: All right, see that's what I'm worried about I'm responsible And I have already talked to her parents and her boyfriend and I made this a safe place for Castro and by the way the last time you were in here People are still writing about it. Really? Yeah, your biggest problem is you only do two days a week. Yeah. And one of the days is was veto, so that becomes like, Oh, who's
1: that doesn't isn't that even more of a point for me to get airtime today? Because he's here three times. How about I'm a
3: harder worker? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's yeah, a four yeah. time
0: a week guy. Yeah. I, a week. Mm-hmm. I come in here after I work till 5
2: a.m., too. He's
0: so. an amazing guy. Yeah.
3: yeah, he's fucking hardcore. He's an
2: yeah. amazing guy. So you guys go in the back. I'll take my shirt off. Pick what. No. <laughs> no, what let's all keep our clothing on. Today. <laughs> I see. You guys go in the back and come up with this stuff. Now, let's grab the 42 today, Chris. This gets sent in to us from a listener. And it's about the advertising. Yeah, you guys go yeah, figure yeah. out what you think would be the perfect topic for you to get a trivia question on. Come back in like ten minutes and let us know. Now, the sex stuff in ads is always incredibly interesting, don't you think?
3: I love it. I love when seeing the um, uh, all sorts of what people can get away with when they put these ads out there, of just to fucking get some people talking about it. Well, how how blatant they can be sexually or even the hidden stuff where it's just like subliminal and you don't even realize holy shit this is telling me this is telling this is telling me sex
2: but do you think that subliminal things actually i don't know make you do that more than blatant i think blatant sex would work beautiful woman holding something i don't know if subliminal actually gets to anybody
3: i think the subliminal gets to you at at some point if it, if it, if you're exposed enough to it
2: some of these i don't even get though um like the perfect gift i guess that's supposed to be a penis going into a vagina yeah but i would not it would not have occurred to me unless someone say stop and take a look this is up on the 42 today now the lion king thing i thought was done almost as a joke
3: uh, yeah that, uh, I think that might have been the, um, the animators having fun right yeah
2: um, now here's the Facebook things they have their faces all all over the place yeah and if you connect them it spells out sex
3: <laughs> I like that one
2: um, it's not that much of a stretch either it's I wouldn't do it though I don't necessarily connect things all right the Pepsi. I'm not sure, I see. You got a squirting Pepsi. Squirting Pepsi.
3: The bottom left one, if you put two of them up on top of each other, it spells out sex. Pretty blatantly, too. Like, it- Oh, I didn't see that at all.
1: <laughs> Who said that? Fez. All right. Um,
2: but that is supposed to be the thing with subliminal advertising, is that you do not notice it. You're not aware of it. And it comes in and makes you um, uh, decide one way or another whether you believe. All right, here is Land Butter.
3: Yeah, I remember this one.
2: Now, what was...
3: What is with the bottom? If you start the bottom one, if you swap out where her knees are, and the top one is the regular one, just swap out her t- her knees with the fucking land of lakes butter thing. It looks like she's holding her titties up.
2: So those knees are supposed to be tits. Yeah,
3: they're supposed to be breasts.
2: Personally, rather than being subliminal, I say think you got a sick mind. <laughs> to even fucking find that. It's interesting. I know, and I'm not even making this up. But we had to shoot this stuff in like an English class, and um, we were shooting like super eight film. Yeah, and we had to come up with something. And we had learned about this, so we're like, let's do a subliminal deal. But we didn't even edit. We just shot in regular time. And what we did, we were shooting these people talking. And then a buddy of mine who's like six foot six, uh, his name was Church. We shot his dick in the (laughs) fucking bathroom, right? Now, not only did we not edit it, we did not even... uh, do the film. We had never seen the film. We saw the film the first time with the class. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and we're like, well, you know, here it comes. It's going to be the subliminal. And our point would be the the girls in the class wouldn't understand it. they get this super fast kind of fight, fight club shot of a dick and wouldn't be able to contain themselves. You see these people talking. Suddenly there's a shot of a dick... That went on for, like, five or six seconds, <laughs> and then people talking. Also, <laughs> in the same thing, we were smoking pot.
3: This just sounds like a great video. With a sped. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> now, you know what the school did to us? Nothing. Nobody was reported. Nothing came up from it. Life went on as normal.
3: You'd probably be arrested today. They'd fucking call the cops. Isn't
2: weird when you think about it? You would not think that things were easier going before. Nothing bad happened. They kind of before. thought it like kids being kids.
3: Now children are adults or a treat as such, at least maybe in high school.
2: I don't know. They they're babied about some things and on other everyone just thinks that everything is a fucking uh, cry for help.
3: I don't know. That little girl got arrested for bullying. Right, no,
2: let me see this tangled uh, thing. I'm not even remember this. Movie. Uh, It was about a girl, I guess it was Rapunzel with the wrong hair. Yeah. And they claim that the hair wrapped up there spells out sex. And I can definitely see the E and I can see the X. The S. Yeah, I can. I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. I think if you work hard enough at it, you can come up with it. That's strong. W- well, what's the point in that
1: subliminal advertising? I mean, kids would already want to see the movie without being sexually enticed.
2: So it's not aimed at kids, right? Right. It's aimed so, at what?
1: Uh, to get the parents to want to go? I,
4: I think th- it's just the ball-busting, Fez. Those Disney... Um, Animators just like to be funny. Yeah, there's Disney sex stuff in, like, every movie. Like, I think it was The Little Mermaid when they're getting right. married. The guy's the giant dick. They just do shit to be funny.
2: Now, the ketchup looking like a tongue licking a dick, that's pretty dead on. Because <laughs> that does look exactly like a tongue. The cock as a, as, a, as a hot dog, what, I guess, popover? There's not much you can do about that.
8: Yeah.
2: The... um. Right, do you see the one with all the people partying in bathing suits, Chris? Yeah. All right, take a look at that and see if you can find it. Because I had to look at that one for a while. Okay. By the way, these are all up on the iBang right now.
3: It's running a little slow for me.
2: And Harley Quincy says, I like the strawberry cunt the best.
3: <laughs> I like the butthole better.
2: You always do, Chris. <laughs> you always do. Uh, Coming out the intern Olympics
4: are starting in just a little while. It's exciting. Well, they're figuring out what contest to run We have a weekend winner Weekender winner weekender winner. I believe the question was what do you miss something from the past that you missed the winner great entry terrible username it was ranster Gmail dot com This is very strong. Yeah, Shelby but he had the another company picnic listed a bunch of stuff that he missed. Plus there's a choo-choo train that went all around the grounds and when he was fourteen. Went on, noticed a stunning brunette. She said, Oh, there's no seats He said, Why don't you sit here? Started getting a the boner, they made out, they kicked him off the train. Pretty long entry congratulations to ranstermuttgmail.com you did not have to um,
2: stutter all of the entry to us you could have just give us yes. his name but thank you for spitting out for what you possibly could right a right. Uh, big weekender winner alright uh, Chris did you figure it out in the big party picture
3: I can't see it I can't see it in this party picture hmm hmm oh Jesus which one Um, the jizz on the breast on the left hand side.
2: I didn't even go by that. (laughs) You consider that jizz?
3: Yeah, that's that's because look, the guy's hand is the guy in front of her, right? (laughs) Uh, His hands that
2: one I didn't even notice. (laughs) Uh, I will give you one someone giving head is all I'm gonna give
3: away. Oh shit, on the right hand side, yeah.
2: There's another, uh, and a girl's getting face.
3: Oh, oh, in the all right, I see that.
2: A woman's getting her tits grabbed.
3: <laughs> this is fucking raunchy, to be completely it honest. It really
2: is. And a woman's taking something up the ass. Oh, yeah. This one wants, uh, makes me want to buy every single product that there is.
3: I'm going to buy a pool. Don't know where I'm going to put it.
2: Just put it in the streets of Queens Then
3: everyone else is going to want to use it
2: Alright that's up on the iBang right now 42 uh, advertisers Selling the D, the C The T and the A Um, Some stuff we'll get to when we get back It's a fun prank Using AIDS A fun prank using AIDS As well as And you gotta see this We got it up on the iBang today Henry Thomas' audition tapes for (laughs) E.T. Unbelievable how talented that little kid was. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fish Show.
5: The Ron and Fez Show. On the O.P. Anthony channel.
8: Sirius XM. (laughs) You've been warned.
2: Fez Show, 866 Rant 0 fez 866 Rant 0 fez Artists of the day, one and only Arcade Fire, and I noticed that um, it's a divided uh, response to that today. I
3: think people are cold-minded. I think that's what happens. I think it becomes the older people hate
2: that band for achieving some kind of
3: popularity success. Huge
2: popularity, yeah. They don't mind until somebody gets hugely popular.
3: Get off their backs. It's like people
2: now are, are hating Mumford & Son or Coldplay or anyone who gets big today. The backlash starts immediately. The stuff I saw with Arcade's Fire, their new album, sounds like it's going to be their best ever. The stuff that I saw with Saturday Night Live. There was some great shit on there. Um, and speaking of which, there's a piece up on the iBang. Where Gene Simmons is acting like nothing good has happened after 1984 in terms of Bigger Than Life. And he said, not Kurt Kurt Cobain, what was that? Only two albums. Not Amy Winehouse. Only two albums. It's the first time in history I ever saw an older musician not say the music has gotten so much better since my prime, but the music has gotten worse. Um, he goes on to say, show me anyone who's gotten bigger than their music. And I look at that and I think, do you really want a rock star who's bigger than their music? Like, I don't think the Beatles were bigger than their music. I think the biggest thing about the Beatles was their music.
3: Well, yeah, they're, they're the ones making the music. That's why they... Be- People listen to them that, in the first place.
2: Right, but I think a lot of people think... Like, I would honestly say, to me, uh, Lady Gaga is bigger than her music, because I don't know shit about most of her music. I could probably name you about five songs. But Chris Brown, whose name comes up constantly... Right is to me bigger than his music because I couldn't name you any of his songs. And yet the word Chris Brown gets brought up almost on a daily basis.
3: I guess Katy Perry's like that too. I can I can name a few of her songs, but she's had a bunch of hits that I wouldn't be able to tell.
2: She's had like nine number one hits or something insane though.
3: Yeah, a lot, but I, I know like three of them. California girls. Um, How many Kiss songs could you... uh? Four. I've never listened to Kiss ever in my life.
2: I don't know if I could even do four. <laughs> and I was writing the demo. <laughs> uh, Pat, you're on the of show. Hey, Ron. I heard you had said that you're
5: about to play an audition of some guy doing E.T. And it reminded me of a clip you guys did a couple years ago. And I never found it where a guy who was reading for, like, The Outsiders. And he read it as some, like, old black mammy. It was one of the funniest fucking things I ever heard Yeah, he to got play. to
2: be amazingly big... I think, didn't Daniel uh, Tosh bring him back to do something?
3: Yeah, like Web Redemption or something. Yeah, that's things. what it's called,
2: Web Redemption. No. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've look it up, so I wasn't able to find
2: that. I, I think if you just find. went to Outsiders uh, Audition. Why don't you guys flip out and grab that for him? Thanks. Um, but that has uh, been very, very big for years. We need to move faster when we're doing a radio show. Like the old run around show. You know, just moving fast. You can't get it, jump out, let someone else in. But is that it right there at the top? Yeah, turn it up. Two seconds away.
1: Go when you're a kid.
6: ...from the theater center of the Juilliard School, perhaps the finest acting institution in the world. I say that not as a statement of conceit, but humbly as a simple fact. You will view many different faces, see many people, some faces more attractive than mine, others not quite as attractive. You will find in me the finest actor in the lot, the most beautifully trained, the most capable, I like to think of myself as a young Alec Guinness. Since I, I'm paying a great deal to say whatever I like to Stanley Kubrick, one of the greatest directors of all time, although not quite as good as Michael Curtiz, the director of The Seahawk. Stanley, why aren't you directing 2010? Millions upon millions of science fiction fans are crying out in agony because you're not directing 2010. My favorite composer is Eric Wolfgang Korngold, When I was 12 years old, I won a Spaniel Puppy for 50 cents, and my favorite color is green. Also, I'm a Trekkie. And now in a moment, I will perform for you a cutting loosely based upon S.E. Hiddens' The Outsiders. I ain't gonna walk again. Not even on crutches. My doctor says I broke my back. You wanna know something? You wanna know something? I'm scared. I'm scared. It ain't enough, 20 years ain't enough, I ain't gonna cry, I ain't gonna cry man, greasers do not cry, I I wouldn't mind it so much, but there ain't so many things I ain't done. So many places I ain't been, it ain't enough, man, it ain't enough. Twenty years on the street, and you see a lot, but not the sights you want to see. Twenty years on the street, and you learn a lot, but not the stuff you want to learn, man. All the wrong stuff.
2: All right, let's just stop it. It? Kubrick made the biggest fucking mistake in his life. Francis Ford Coppola made the biggest mistake in his life. They all could have been using this guy. He never worked, I don't think.
3: That's heartbreaking.
2: That guy just thought he was killing it too. Just well bragging about the Juilliard, and then going into that over the top bit is just hysterical. But the other weird thing, and this had to be in like in the '80s, because that's when Kubrick did this. Now, with what you could do with a with a with a phone, he's like, "This is costing me a lot of money to send this to you, so I'm going to take a second and just you know yeah. bring something up."
3: <laughs> oh, Brian Ateen. Brian, what's his name? Brian Ateen. Yeah, now I remember him. He was fucking great. He's a classic dude.
2: He was on top of the world. That's the problem with the internet; it never fucking goes away. Uh. Nico, you're on the Run and fez show. How you doing? Yeah. You're on the air, buddy. Hey, how you doing right now? I'm going to hang up on you, okay? Because you sound like a junkie in fucking real trouble. I can pause the Hey, Justin, you're on the Run and fez show.
5: Hey, Ron, how's it going? Good. Good, hey. That reminded me of Simple Jack.
2: I was wondering if Simple Jack didn't kind of rip off that a little bit because one thing about Ben Stiller is he's got a very good idea for what is like viral at any second. Yeah. And there was a real funny Simple Jack angle to that. Alright. Here come the kids and they're going to tell us they're about to do their contest. Let's let them sit up here where I can get close to both of them. Run them in here quick. And we will see what they have done as their contest. Now, um, you guys know what you want to do, right? Yeah. What is it? Lost. Lost what? The show. Trivia. Okay, I got to. I got to say this. I don't know whether you guys are getting the best training on how to come into a room and how to set stuff up. So uh, remind me after the show today to talk to your producers about how to jump in so you just don't yell, Yeah, Lost. Or some of the calls that you were letting through, like uh, the last one. Um, We're not going to do Lost trivia with you. What we will do is name the Atheist Trivia. It's a game that's going up on the iBang. Uh, I thought you got a thumbs up on it, but it's coming up in just a second. Can you guess the atheist is the uh, game? Now, what I'm going to do is have you guys give them cards with like one or two on it, or A or B. And um, I'm not going to let you know, you know, so the people at home can also play along. Whoever gets this one right. Is going to get some mic time. And I just found out we've got the guys from Rotten Tomatoes coming in later.
3: Yeah, Ron's mail. So. Who's coming in? It is. Uh, it's editor in chief Matt Atchety and senior editor Gray Drake.
2: Now, they the Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody goes there for their their reviews of stuff. But they're doing. They're they've got a TV show with us now too, right?
3: Oh yeah, they're yeah they're on uh, Sirius XM um, on Indie Channel 104. It's
2: now, No, used- they're not so much critics themselves, but they kind of bring all the critical stuff together.
3: Exactly, yeah. They, they they um they have it all in one place for you.
2: I don't know how they pull that one off. That sounds. Nice. It seems like an idea I could have came up with, or should have came up with. Alright, so you guys ready to play Guess the Atheist, right? Yeah. What's our uh, theme song for this? Right here.
3: We are each free to to believe believe
5: what we want. want. And it's my view that the simplest explanation is, there is no God.
2: Alright, if you want to play along or at any other time, it's going to be Guess the Atheist. We're going to give you a statement. With some famous uh, performers, and you have to tell us which one is the atheist. All right, which one of these is an atheist? You Laurie, Ryan Gosling, or both? You Laurie. Uh, I don't know why you think you've got the A, B, or C there in front of you. It's you Laurie, Ryan Gosling, or both. You've got yours up, is yours up? As well? Uh, you are both correct in that one. So, right now, it's one to one. If you like to play at home, you're able to do that. All right, let's move on to the next question. One of these interns yeah. is going to be able to stay and be part of the show. The other one will be sent back to Pips'
3: Creepy Dark Booth.
2: Thank you. The Creepy Dark Booth. Which one of these is a famous atheist? A. Tina Turner, B. Butterfly McQueen, A. Tina Turner, B. Butterfly McQueen. Uh, well, yours is upside down. Vito takes a two-to-one lead now. Whoa. Yes. Still a ways to go. Yes. Which one of these two directors is an atheist? James Cameron, Werner Herzog or both, C. So it's A, B, or, uh, and you are both correct on that one. Three to two. Am I correct in the fact that Vito hasn't lost any yet?
3: No, he is hot fire.
2: Are you an atheist yourself, Vito?
3: No, I love Jesus. I love
0: God. What is uh, what is your background? I'm a Roman Catholic. I went
2: to Catholic school my whole life. Beautiful. Um, what about you, Castro? Catholic. Still Catholic? Yeah. And a believer in Jesus? Yeah. All right. Um
0: the, come on, big brother.
2: And you Shelby? The chump ain't real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, come on. He's not buying it. He's not buying it. These two Catholics just growled at him. They were so furious. Yeah. Three to two. Which one of these actresses is a non believer? Julianne Moore, Nicole Kidman, or both? Julianne Moore, Nicole Kidman, or both? Um, Vito is once again correct. Damn, Vito! I thought Nicole Kidman was a Scientologist, she at works. least for a while.
1: I thought she quit it.
0: Does a lady running in.
2: Um, a Good call. Uh, which one of these women is a declared um, atheist? Katherine Heigel, Kira Knightley, or both? Uh, let's go up a little bit so I can say they both have the same answer. Uh, you both are correct. Which one of these famous actors, what's the score right now, Chris? The score is
1: 5 to 4. 5 to 4, Vito. It's 5 to 3, Chris. 5 to,
2: five three. to 3. All right, I'm going to have to go to Fez. Sorry about <laughs> that, guys. I went to Chris, I got a fucking wrong answer. He fucked up. Yeah. That's why he's crying right now. Which one of these uh, famous actors says he does not believe in God? Kevin Bacon, George Clooney, or both? Once again, Vito is correct. Vito has never missed one of these. Uh, Which one of these famous personalities is an atheist? Seth MacFarlane, Zach Braff, or both? For the first time ever... Vito is incorrect. Uh, It's a comeback for Castro.
1: Um, What's the score, Fezzy? Right now it is Vito six, Castro four. Thank
2: you, Fez. It's good to get the correct score. It's off by one, and not an incorrect score. It's off by one. It's really helpful. Come on back, Castro. I don't want to spend the day with Vito. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucked up. Which famous actress has proclaimed herself an atheist? Katherine Hepburn, Tina Fey, or both? You are both correct. Which famous author is a non-believer? Alice Walker, Anne Rice, or both? You are both incorrect on that one.
3: What's the score, Chris? Seven to five. Vito.
2: Which famous personality is a non-believer? Hugh Hefner, Billy Connolly, or both? You are both incorrect.
0: If I got to hang out with naked women every day, I'd be a believer, too. So mm. I should have not guessed you, Hefner
4: mm. No, it's both It's
2: both? Yeah. Which Why are we giving it away? Flister's going to play Which famous actor says he doesn't believe in God? Richard Burton Clint Eastwood Or both? Richard Burton Clint Eastwood <laughs> <laughs> Both incorrect <laughs>
3: Falling apart
1: What is the
2: score?
3: 7-5 to five still, veto.
1: That is. what is the correct score? It's Vito leading Castro by two, seven to five.
2: (laughs) What the fuck did I (laughs)
8: say?
1: It's the way you said it. (laughs) Great. No, I feel like shit.
2: (laughs) This is the last question, so it is now worth three points. Last question is always worth three points. Vito, if you miss this, and she gets it, you are out for the day. If you both miss it, Vito stays. If you both get it, Vito stays. There's only to one back. way. You should we go back to back? To yeah, you, should, you two should stand back to back. I feel like HOH right now. Like. Alright, here we go. Which one of these funny, funny ladies does not believe in a supreme deity? A. Phyllis Diller B. Jane Curtin C. Both A. Phyllis Diller B. Jane Curtin C. Both One of you is staying And that person is Cavito oh, Come on, we It's over Castro, get out We'll see you on Wednesday Beat it Don't look back You'll turn into salt Man, that one wasn't even close. No. Even when I tried to get the extra points. She do not have a seat big man. She couldn't pull it off. My heart was racing. Should be racing. You feel like you're on top of the world now. Yeah, I
0: do. Yeah.
2: Well, that's because you are. I'm
0: going to lean back in the seat.
2: Yeah, lean back. Be like one of the fellas. Be be like a regular guy. You're a winner. Um, I don't know if you've met Shelby. Shelby likes to hang out in here as well. Okay, yeah. Shelby, do that impression that you've been working on for him. Of Vito? No, the person with oh, throat right.
1: cancer. Hello, Vito.
2: Say, that's his impression. Don't I be was.
4: like me. Mm-hmm. Don't make the same mistakes.
2: This makes me very nervous
3: because I smoke. <laughs> yeah, I have, <laughs> have a pack very,
4: of. Uh, that, that, those jokes are never funny to me.
2: Are they, Theo?
3: No, I have a pack of Chinese cigarettes right here in, in my shirt pocket. And they're delicious. Light them down the toilet. Why Chinese? Uh, Go Pack Joe uh, traveled all over China and uh, Asia and sent me a bunch of cartons of delicious Asian cigarettes. I never heard you thank him. Go Pack Joe it gets a big thank you. He's a fucking saint.
4: Thank you for
3: killing our <laughs> producer. No.
2: I don't laugh at this. Yeah, it's, I love the, I swimming,
0: the swimming the baseball commercial with that guy. I don't He's like any of those. I don't That's like any favorite.
2: of those commercials. They're terrible. I will actually turn off the network and leave it up. Yes. Oh, by the way, did yes. you notice on the end of your pen, is there any uh, <laughs> wax from your ear?
3: Yeah, there is. This, okay. I guess this is. I'll just and would you there.
2: like to use a Q-tip in the men's room?
3: Maybe later?
2: Yeah, instead of sticking it in your ear, looking at it, <laughs> and a pen. You're going to break a fucking. Something important in there.
3: See, I almost did once with a Q-tip. So, but look, the pen, right? It's conical at the top, so it's not. I can't, I can't shove it into my ear. It'll, it'll stop before it gets in too deep. That's how. That's how I rational. Rationalize Who's your that. doctor right now? Is it Doctor Steve or Pit Doc? Pit Doc's my doctor. And you turn your back completely on Doctor Steve. Yeah, I don't know. You think he's a quack? Yeah, pretty much.
2: I'm going to do this. Ask yeah. both of them if it's a good idea to stick a pen in your ear. Okay. And if one of them gives me a written excuse that you can stick a pen in your ear, I'll never bitch again.
3: Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text Dr. Steve right now. I am sure. I thought
2: Pit Doc was your doctor.
3: Oh, I'm going to ask both. I'm going to ask Pit Doc and Dr. Steve. Pit Doc is my personal doctor.
2: Can you just be careful because I don't want to lose another dad. Jesus Christ! Oh, that's really so sad. That's how'd your dad? Oh, your dad died from cancer, and you got to hear this fucking guy doing your cancer jokes. No, nah,
0: but I like it. It's a good bit. I like it. I miss you. Oh, stop. <laughs> that's Jesus really
2: sad, Christ. man. That's really sad. How old were you fuck. when you lost your dad? Uh, four. God, you must have been a really bad kid, huh? Yeah, I was. Oh,
0: I was awful. And, yeah. I, and I like work with kids now, and it's like all coming back to me. Like I'm like fuck, I was a terrible. Terrible person. You're terrible now. I'm terrible now, but I was way worse then. I was like legendary for getting kicked out of camps. Really? Yeah. I was that kid.
3: Oh, that's unfortunate. Wasting all that camp money.
4: (laughs) Too bad they wanted the concentration variety.
3: But I
2: guarantee you, the adults were like, "You know why he's acting up, right? Because he lost his dad. He's scared." Were you scared? No. I didn't really know what was going on. I was just
0: like, oh, this is... This is something that happens. This Dad's is, this, is just, this, this happens to everybody.
4: I have to go away for a while. You're the man of that house now.
2: Uh, if you want to play the Atheist game, it's up there. Ivy sent the entire game in. And that's the beauty of the iBang. Uh, the 42 was sent to us earlier from... Um, well, a guy who wants to be anonymous, but it was done by a listener. Uh, nice. Ivy came up with the game, and that's how we roll. This is the only show there's a real interaction. If you want to be part of the prep for the show, uh, you're able to do it. It's a lot of fun. It's fun for us. And, of course, Fez makes a lot of great friends during his Lonely Boys um, Sundays yeah. when all the Lonely Boys get together. Lonely Boy and one girl that, you know... Likes the attention.
3: Ah. Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm still talking about? Mm-hmm. That girl.
3: Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, I guess... Am I the only girl here? Yeah. And Weird. guess what?
2: No one's getting laid, but they're still going <laughs> to fawn on her.
3: <laughs> um, That's how the internet works. Well,
2: you, uh... Well, since we're going to start this off with Vito, this part of it, because I want to get to your AIDS bit... Yeah. But this is Vito's time in the world, and uh, you you brought in that story where the guy got tased at an Oakland A's game.
0: Yeah, that guy was going fucking nuts. <laughs> like, what was he so
2: upset about that?
0: Well, the video started in like a little late, so we don't really know exactly what's going on with the right. video. But he was taking on all comers. He was just he was going full Hulk. Like, there was like four cops in there, and he just didn't. He didn't give a shit like
2: Oakland is a rough place don't you know what I mean like there are people that do not get how fucking badass Oakland can get but let's turn this up a little bit yeah, rowdy boy, get rowdy. Now watch it and he's an older dude and he's certainly not big and he doesn't give a shit <laughs> who he's taking on he's doing the let's go motherfucker. Cops, security. Now, I don't blame him because he's right on the field. You're not going to get. Now, here's another thing I like about Oakland. These are regular fellas sitting in these seats, (laughs) not corporate seats at all. Holy shit. He's taking on everybody. (laughs) Go, brother. There's
3: like three or four dudes just trying to hold this guy. Oh. Super strength.
2: Jesus Christ. He's lighting that guy up. He's got to be close to 60.
0: He's fucking a cop up. This is the guy to beat Mayweather. Right here.
3: I hope. Alright, now there's like six. There's dudes.
2: a pile of cops and security guards. Look, now they're coming back up again. <laughs> they can't hold them down.
3: Alright, why is that guy in the security have a fucking baseball helmet on? Wouldn't you wear a helmet if this guy, if you had to hold this guy back?
2: There it is, tased in the back <laughs> He's catching it Yeah, forget it now
3: Now it's fucking game over But impressive that they needed to break that out With six dudes fucking trying to hold him down Good And one check. That one checking.
2: Where's
4: Oakland in the series right now?
3: They're, uh, it's, um, they're down Two to one 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1. One, one. And that's the game just started. End of the first. No score. We don't have MLB Network here. Or else we'd be watching it. A your lot cards are down 2-1 two,
2: two, right?
4: Unfortunately, yeah. They blew it last night in the 8th. You got your brows on the line. I am really freaked out now. <laughs> you should be. That's just going to make the lips seem even bigger. I can't don't afford to, turn to that lose sign. these. <laughs> Dude, don't, don't,
2: don't do that. It's fucking wrong Might to try to... to fucking, you know,
4: turn on straight guys. <laughs> Might have to disappear in that Ghost Protocol, I of the Mission Impossible movie, Ghost Protocol.
2: Uh, you also had a thing about David Price. What exactly did David Price do? So David Price tweeted out at some reporters that he just pretty much
0: called them nerds. He said, you guys could never hang and... You're a bunch of nerds. Like, to put it <laughs> Like, this was
2: high school or something. Like. But, you know, nerds hasn't been, like, a good put down since fucking happy days. Because now nerds run the world. Like, everyone's like, like, hot chicks are like, you know what? I'm a nerd. You know what I mean? I like Comic Con. I, play I like sucking games. cosplay cock.
3: I'm going <laughs> to dress up like Chung Lee from Street Fighter <laughs> and get a train run on me by <laughs> Iron Man and a fucking anime character.
2: <laughs> Can't wait. So, he then did, did he turn around and apologize?
0: Yeah, then like two days later, he comes out and says, not even two days later, the next day, he comes out and he says he's sorry. So, he couldn't even keep up his little like mean streak. You know, I was excited to see the new bad boy in baseball. Well,
2: see, this is what happens. You know he was drunk when he did it, right? So, the thing is... <laughs> It used to be you would drunk dial either your ex chick or your buddies. Now, thanks to Twitter, you're drunk dialing the entire world.
3: Yep, everyone you're you know. Just all
2: fucked up, <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> this is a good idea. I'm gonna get back at these fucking assholes. You don't know what you're saying. And it
1: probably wasn't his decision to apologize. I would think the front office of the Rays is like, let's not be calling people nerds. I think Evan Longoria
4: got to him, too, like his own <laughs> stupid teammate. Okay, like, hey, let me do my shit here.
1: Uh, they're down
2: 0-2, and that's real trouble. You know what I mean? When you're down 0-2, now you gotta win three straight. And the funny thing is, the Rays look like the team with all the momentum. Mm-hmm. Two they, elimination games, they fucking They look through. like Dynasty. They took out, uh, the Indians, who we all Wanted to see them move on, <laughs> yeah,
3: you know? yeah. And now they're just getting run over by the fucking Red Sox. They yeah, look, just their lineup just, is just so fucking strong.
2: Does it look like anyone can beat the Red Sox to you right now? I mean,
3: I, I don't think so, because but because I also think the Dodgers are gonna fucking choke at some point, and they're gonna fucking. The,
2: what is the Dodgers over uh, Braves right now?
3: Uh, it's two. To, they are leading two to one uh, in the series, and they just destroyed them last night, like thirteen to four, like a beatdown.
2: I mean Dodgers, Red Sox would be kind of a cool you know, two two teams have been around since OG. Yeah. Um That would be a cool World Series to have.
3: Yeah, that would be that'd be fun. That'd be fun to watch.
2: Obviously I love to see the Pirates in it,
4: if that happens. Boston still has the whole Boston strong momentum guys They are too.
2: Boston strong too, you know, they really did bounce back it's been a while. from that bomb.
4: It's been a while since the bomb though.
2: Yeah, but uh, they, they just didn't let us sl- slow him down. No. Remember how we all got behind with we Sweet Caroline?
4: Oh yeah. This yeah. is our fucking CD.
2: <laughs> First of all, he's not evil. He's good. That's <laughs> how <laughs> he said this. But you got it like he's like he's gonna fucking blow a Nazi after that. <laughs> this is our fucking
4: CD. Where's the cock? Um, <laughs> I really wanted Pirates rays. So nobody would watch.
0: Yeah, pretty much. You know, I wanted it to be a nice intimate world series. <laughs> Me and like five people would have went to a game.
2: Could have had a nice conversation. Um it, you know, Vito was sitting in with us. Instead of us having the pretty girl to sit around with, we get the guy who hasn't who works too much and hasn't showered <laughs> and then always tries to, you know, I I shower once a
0: week just like everybody else does. What day do you use? Use sometimes Tuesday, sometimes
2: Wednesday. So it's kind of kind of rough today. Don't do Wednesday because that's the day that you're not here. So let's stay, do the morning before you get here. One of the shower days. So, like what? Like when?
4: When? Make Tuesday the Tuesday. shower day.
0: I guess. And that doesn't seem Um, like you're totally into it. You know, you 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 have to fucking... Tuesday's TV night, that's Fox comedy lineup. Now you want me to come into that and shower.
2: I bitched about this earlier, but it's still happening. You've already put up a Miley Cyrus story as well. What's going on there?
0: Well, Miley Cyrus was over on the Today Show, and Matt Lauer just kind of went at her and said, you're going to keep up the sexual energy going? Yeah. And she said, pretty much said, fuck yeah, Matt Lauer. I am, but I'm not going to do it past 40, how did you, you think
2: she
4: did kid. on uh, Saturday Night Live this weekend? I she coasted before. I thought she you know, she did the same. It was just a lot of, you know, flashing the a cups and mm-hmm. putting
3: it out there. Her voice is just so annoying. I, I, I just like from the singing. Like I never hear her talk, but with that fucking accent so fucking thick. She's really is a redneck
2: when she did her big summer song that you love so much What's what's the one that you and your friends used to sing along with Vito? We can't stop. Yeah, we can't stop when she did that unplugged mm. Unbelievable. I mean there wasn't a fucking dry eye in the house <laughs> Just her and the acoustic su- guitars. I like <laughs> I liked Miley and
0: I liked S&L and I'm a big Miley supporter I think Miley gets too much hate I'm all pro Miley
2: I'm glad to see it coming across with it. It's got to be
0: said. It's just, I'm si- Look, one year ago, this girl was in the dollar $5 DVD bin at Best Buy for movies I've never heard of and I'm never going to hear of again. Mm-hmm. People didn't care about her anymore. She was in Hannah Montana. like People thought, oh, here's another burnout Disney star like the Jonas Brothers. And now she's like top of pop culture and she's everywhere now. I know the Jonas Brothers are burnt. They're done? I'm, They're I'm, toast? I'm, They're his stuff? I mean, the the young people... That's what we're saying. You know, we're mm-hmm. all anti Jonas now.
3: One of them's shopping a sex tape with his girlfriend, one of the Jonas brothers. I hope they get
0: what?
2: it.
3: I is that I hope real? I hope yeah.
2: real? Yeah. <laughs> I'll is. definitely watch that. Yeah. Which one is it, though?
3: I don't, I wouldn't um,
2: know. The Thumb Finger is also going to be the hottest Halloween contest of the year. So I think Young Vito is correct.
3: <laughs> He's fucking it's nailing it.
2: Miley him. Love.
3: Yeah, just have a fucking. You
2: ought to dress up. as that this year? Chris?
3: Oh God! What have you decided <laughs> to go as this year? I haven't made a decision yet on my Halloween costume.
2: I'm a, I got I got mine down. I feel pretty good about it as an adult who hands out candy, and um, <laughs> you know, doesn't make the fucking holiday about me and my friends. <laughs> I love Halloween. I know you do, Vito, and wrestling, and you love all this stuff. I'm a giant. I'm a giant seven year old. You well. It's because you didn't have a father. You didn't have anybody to help exactly. you mature. That's what Chris is doing in your life.
3: Yeah, I'm going to help you. All right, no more Chris, wrestling. how old
2: were you when your dad died?
3: 20. No, 19.
2: Okay. Fez, how old were you when your dad died?
3: Mid-20s. Mm, That's a fucking lie. It was
2: two years ago. He's lying. Yeah. <laughs> and the only virgin here, which is I. <laughs> That's the oddest thing of all. Um, so you you watched the Saturday Night Live
0: and you loved it in a yeah. big big way. I liked it. There was only one skit I didn't like. What was that? The Miami
2: talk show.
4: Mm, my favorite one. Really? No. Okay.
2: <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember it. I don't think I watched the whole show. I was in and out. I was doing other stuff.
0: And I liked the opening. I like. I'm, I get really sick of the political openings. Like every like there was like a three year period where every week was a political like opener.
2: Well, when we get closer to the election, you expect it. But I got to agree, like, right now, whether the government shuts down, that's their fucking thing. <laughs> well, we they had a lot time of... time for it.
3: They had a lot of wiener fucking ammo to go to. I mean, that was fucking great. And for you.
0: But is that even um, fun? I don't like you know, Is that even fun for people outside of New York? Because, like, there's always this, like...
4: They weren't able to there's touch... There's people outside <laughs> New York? You know what I'm <laughs> saying? I, just, I
0: always wonder that. Like, whenever I see these, like... These kids about like the mayor race in New York. I'm always like, Oh, "This is funny for me," but like,
2: does anybody else know about this? Yeah, they think to themselves. Oh, I can identify because we have something smaller like
4: that. They weren't able to do anything on the Anthony Weiner sketch, all all the stuff that he does. Because both times where he screwed up, it happened during the summer.
2: You know a lot about what's Jesus. going on with SNL. You really want to be involved with that show, right?
4: I mean, I'll be happy anywhere. I'm just it happy. To to, you here.
2: just want to be part of the part of the whole machine. Sure. His two big things in life, SNL and Mr. Jim Norton, who he's still afraid to approach. Why Did was you see him you today? today? No. Stayed, out, stayed <laughs> away until... It's, it's Wednesday. That's your crossover day with him, right?
3: Yeah. That's your shot.
2: If I get here early on Wednesday, and by early I mean when the show starts, yeah. I'm going to give you a formal introduction. Please don't. <laughs> Why are you saying please don't? What are you afraid of? He's a very nice person. We'll just keep it like it is. (laughs) You just want
0: to admire him from afar.
3: Sure. How come? So bashful.
4: Shy, I guess.
2: (laughs) I guess you are. I guess you're a little shy. A little giggly.
3: (laughs) Like even when you just mentioned Jim Norton, he started a little coy. (laughs) Yeah. Like he just went like.
2: What's Jim (laughs) Norton? He put his books on his lap, (laughs) so we couldn't notice anything.
3: Stand up. Let's see it, Shelby.
2: Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Chris Stanley, you've done a little something up on the iBang today of uh, best recreational drugs that don't exist. Yeah. Now, I had to tell you right from the beginning, there's no such thing as recreational drugs that don't exist.
3: Well, see these are these are drugs found in the world of film. These are the fucking drugs that you see someone doing. They don't exist in real life, but it looks pretty good, I think from from a viewer standpoint. I wish that did exist. I want to either inhale that, snort it, eat it, whatever, and then they'll give me the high that they experience in the actual in the actual film. So these are in movies. Yeah.
2: All right, why don't we even have this little contest just for us? We'll try to say, what is the drug that we would take? Now, no one can say until the end, and then we'll all pick our drug. Uh, all right, let's go through this. You got nine of them. Yeah. So, wow, I like the way that looks. Yeah, it looks Something really good. Bang. pops. It looks like it's actual drugs that you could get. <laughs> this is exciting. Like, uh, they brought back up that website. Chris, that you love.
3: Oh, fucking yeah! The, uh, the Silk Road. Why couldn't? It, why couldn't it still be here? It hurts my feelings.
2: Well, kids, years ago there used to be a place called Silk Road where you could <laughs> buy drugs online using bitcoins. <laughs> What's a bitcoin? <laughs> a bitcoin is something made up that didn't <laughs> last long.
3: Everyone got really into it, though, for about right, a month. right, let's
2: go over the movie and see if we can guess the drugs.
3: All right, Dune, the classic David Lynch film, Dune. This is going to surprise you. Yeah.
2: I've never made it more than 10 minutes into Dune.
3: <laughs> I've seen the whole thing multiple times. <laughs> if it's on, I watch it straight through, even if everyone's annoyed around me.
2: You are, and I mean this, the only Dune fan <laughs> I've ever met. And that includes the director.
3: Yeah, he might his name taken off. Yeah, of he it.
2: doesn't want anything to do with it.
3: <laughs> he hates but it. you
2: loved Sting.
3: Yeah, Sting. doesn't like that movie. No, he shouldn't. He, I mean, he's very almost naked throughout most of it, oiled up. Well, in Dune, there is a drug. It's called Spice. It's what the planet Doom is mined for. Uh-huh. And if you do enough Spice, A, it lets you fucking live for hundreds of years, B, it'll give you fucking psychotelekinetic powers.
2: Uh, Explain those powers to us.
3: Um, You can, like, focus energy to destroy things. You can read minds. You can uh, float. You can fly. Like, if you do enough spice, you'll fucking become a ridiculously powerful, I don't know, I guess half-human, half-spice fiend.
2: So this actually gives you powers above and beyond what humans could do.
3: Yeah. And uh, if you do enough of it, you become addicted to it, and then you can travel through space is what the film taught us. It's also highly addictive. If you stop if you once you get addicted, you will die if you don't do it. Anyway.
2: Aren't all drugs highly addictive? Is there any drug that's like fucking fun that also wasn't addictive?
3: Oh, but spice is like that next I guess level acid. shit. that is the only one that was. <laughs> all
2: right.
3: So, that's spice. Okay. Next from Limitless, the NZ, NZT48. The fucking pill that makes you incredibly on point, where you can just recall all your memories. It boosts the the percent of your brain that you actually use.
2: This one is very, very cool.
3: I remember when I saw the trailer for it, I'm like, this movie's going to be the shit. I thought the same thing from the trailer. I can't can't wait. Now,
2: the problem was, like, it, it doesn't last very long until it went bad. Yeah. I think it should at least last as long as it does... For a regular drug user, I know to have problems.
3: But I mean, just to, when, when he did start taking it, it was awesome. He could do anything. Like his brain was just fucking on fire. He saw patterns where <laughs> no, he never saw them before. Just remember things that he shouldn't remember from his past. It's great. Just
2: completely figure out the Dow and any stock deal. Yeah. would know within seconds. All right, what else you got?
3: Uh, milk plus from a Clockwork Orange. The what well, they're in the milk bar at the beginning of the film. Before they're going out for a night of ultraviolence. Well, it's it seems this milk seems like it's speed, speed milk.
2: See, when they were laying around though, it looked like heroin. Well, see, well, also it comes it in th- it, like a relaxing heroin thing.
3: It comes in three different types. There's three different types of fucking milk bar juice. Okay. So one will get you down. One will get you ready to go out and hunt down and kill people, and I guess rape. And the other. Yeah. And the other they didn't ever explain, but the third one did. I'm sure they did. Somebody wasn't listening.
2: Somebody was thinking about doing again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a tall glass of milk. Plus. Seems like fun.
2: Yeah, I do. I do it in a sec- just the way they were laying around. <laughs> yeah. Just that fucking uh, yeah, count me in. I'm in a hundred percent. Give me a fucking big glass of that milk. Mm. Right out of the titty. Right out of that fake fucking robot titty.
3: That was such a great bar. Yeah.
2: The only, you know, they basically said, "Oh, the future looks kind of like the '60s, and people kind of look like hippies but act like punks."
3: It's fucking great.
2: It was the first kind of punk rock. Yeah, yeah. They were like a punk rock band.
3: Yeah, definitely. They had a great fucking uniform. Um. All right, let's go to the next one. Next is um, "Dread" is a terrible movie. Not a fan of it. But they had a drug in it called slow mo, that you hit off of an inhaler. And that it slowed down time to where you see things moving more slowly.
2: Now, did you yourself look normal to people on the in the out in the regular world, in no, the
3: straight world? You look fucked up. Like you, you, you take a hit off of this fucking this inhaler. Yeah, and then it's just like. Everything's moving in slow motion, and from the from the way they showed it in the film, it looked pretty fucking fun.
2: But here's the thing: if I'm not high, yeah, and you're seeing the world in slow motion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of feel like a week has gone by since you saw me. Yeah, and it's only been a, like a couple
3: sets. Yeah, time seconds. moves slower, exactly. Yeah, it's re- it's freaked out. Like the drug doing scenes was pretty cool.
2: I only saw the first drudge with <laughs> Sly Stallone.
3: That's the That's the better one. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's scary. That's the better. <laughs> one. That's scary. Armando Sante, Rob
4: Schneider, they're all there. If something bad happens to you, that bad experience will just go on way too so long. So, like, if you're sad that your girlfriend, you know. Yeah,
2: broke your heart and suddenly felt like you're sad for years. Or even
4: just physical. Like if you're just getting stabbed, it's like this knife is going into you. Things Things could turn bad. Sounds like a
3: great movie. (laughs) But that's slow-mo.
2: Homo, huh? (laughs) Alright, what else we got?
3: Next in, uh... In Cheech and Chong's next movie, Space Coke. If you remember that film, Chong gets some Space Coke from the aliens, and then they, uh, do, he gives something to Cheech, and they start banging rails of space coke, and they're shot into the orbits. <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember that at all. And that was the next movie. That was Sean's next movie. Yeah, that that was um that was the very end, the very end of it, In the last like five minutes or something. They had this crazy, ridiculous, fucking ending. All right, next. Next is uh neuron Nir- from uh, Minority Report. That was the weird inhaler thing that Tom Cruise was hitting off of, and just watching. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's from the film, it seemed like a down. Yeah. Like where it just made him incredibly calm, and he's just watching fucking old footages of his children.
2: Yeah, it was a really nice morphine type high.
3: Yeah. That, and it was a really cool. I, I think the future is going to be inhalers, If going by these fucking films. <laughs> like we're just going to be, people getting high off inhalers.
2: So you and I should be <laughs> putting our money into inhaler factories.
3: That's a fucking great idea. I wasn't even thinking of doing that. But yeah, he was all hooked on and all I doubt if your it.
2: list here is going to get picked up with anyone, because yeah. you call it the best recreational drugs. <laughs> Other sites <laughs> are not as open to picking that up.
3: Well, that's their problem. I think we should be open with it. Like, oh, it's bad to do dune dust or spice. <laughs> oh, he's going to make you a fucking crazy person. Whatever. You know, you, you know you'd do it if you had a chance.
2: It's weird how many of these things exist.
3: Yeah, it's it's nuts. And a lot, like Philip K. Dick does it a lot too. Like he he loves he loved writing about like future drugs.
2: Oh yeah, he was good at it
3: too. Yeah, which is um comes next is a substance D from a Scanner Darkly, where um it's like a super powerful hallucinogen that actually from the film I wouldn't want to do. It. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do that one at all. <laughs> it's fucking horrifying. Yeah, they were really wired and there was bugs on them. Yeah, it was constantly everyone just losing their shit, seeing crazy things. But, cool tripping shit, but just, yeah, if you actually were high on it, you'd fucking lose your shit. You'd go nuts. Fucking crazy thousand-eyed head staring at you? No thank you. Next is uh, the Ghost Orchid Powder from Adaptation, which, it didn't seem like they were wired off it, like when they... It was
2: like a speedball. So, yeah. it was like, kind of, you were really into some things, yeah. but you were also kind of downed yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, I killed Belushi. You gotta be very fucking careful, mixing your your coke and heroin.
3: And plus, you know who's gonna get it? But no, no one can find fucking ghost orchid, fucking.
2: I'd fucking go walking around in the water for that with with five Indians to help
3: me. You gotta watch out for gators, though.
2: Yeah. Well, the gator in the bushes she's calling my name. But don't worry, I'm fucking very comfortable in the glades, Pepper.
3: Okay. All right? Are you, you
2: stay in the car. I'll be back with <laughs> a fucking ghost orchid within five hours. And then we
3: crush it, we yeah. snort it. It's a big old pile of green fucking dust.
2: No, the high looked nice,
3: though. Oh, yeah, yeah, it looked good. Like, even when um, Streep met that one Indian, he was just touching her hair yeah. and just staring at it. I was like, that guy looks like he's in a great mood.
2: Yeah, a little bit of an ecstasy thing there, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a body high. He
2: was like, oh, God, it feels so good.
3: <laughs> so pretty. Wow, what color is that? And then finally, uh, Gleeminex from Brain Candy, the Kids in the Hall film, which is the ultimate uh, antidepressant.
2: Brain candy is much funnier than it ever gets fucking it's a for. It's hysterical.
3: I love brain candy. And uh, yeah, it's a super antidepressant that just makes you feel like it's 72 degrees in your brain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it also puts you in a happiness coma, where you just relive your happiness moment over and over and over again until you're useless. I think Gleam X could help a lot of people.
2: Yeah, on a daily basis, seems like a nice way to go. Yeah. Until you hit the downside. <laughs>
3: yeah, until you get into some weird fucking loop.
2: All right, these are all up on the iBang. Um, Jim, you're on the Run of fest show.
5: Hey, how you doing? How are you doing today, guys? Good. Now, in that Woody Allen movie, Sleeper, I think it was, where the robot had that metal ball they passed around, gave everybody the giggles. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Chris That's is too fucking to stupid
2: tricky. to put that on his list. I'm not done. That doesn't
3: make me stupid.
2: Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fed show.
3: Let's get everything. Uh, hey, guys, what's going on? What about uh, Nuke from uh, RoboCop, Robocop 2? Robocop Only an idiot would have left that off Wait, the list.
2: Why am I being called an idiot again? Well,
3: fuck Robocop 2. Nuke wasn't even that. It was just basically cocaine. That's what Nuke was. It was a good looking no drug. Way. It was like
8: heroin. It, it was a downer.
3: It was oh, it was all of them together. Whatever. Fuck Nuke. Nuke.
2: Uh, Richard, you're on the Run of Fez show. Richard.
5: Oh, sorry. Um, Pat, you left off the uh, the drug from 21 Jump Street that, uh. G- gave you was, like, like five or six Rant different Doritos.
2: things. You'd uh, have to be a moron not to put that on your. I, I didn't list. see the fucking movie, or oh, I didn't it's see. fucking tr- great. won an the- Oscar. Yeah. What? Channing Tatum. When? Two years ago. Shit. For best recreational drug <laughs> that does not exist.
3: You didn't know there was an Oscar for that. Look like at Dick.
2: Luckily, a lot of people were putting stuff on there that Chris oh. was too lazy to put on his L- list.
3: Lazy? No, I mean the list can't be everything. <laughs> These are the nine best. I'll tell you All that right, right first, now. Chris, what would you do as your number one drug? Number one drug? I would do Spice. I would do the, the Dune drug. Just because <laughs> you like the movie. All right, but but for real, the li- the Limitless drug is the one I would do. That that just seems too fucking cool. Yeah, but the
2: downside is fucking frightening you're, you're literally tearing your brain apart
3: I'll take that risk
2: Minority Report drug was really nice, though
3: Yeah, it seems like, like a, a
2: fun, easy drug You wake up nice from the next day
3: He didn't even seem like he was addicted to it in the film But he didn't even seem like he, the DTs were hitting him that hard No,
2: he didn't have any fucking problems with that drug Yeah He was really treating that like it It was almost like a salad It was almost like it was good for him
3: no, good.
2: Vito, you're not a drug guy, right? No. You're just like a big beer drinker, right? Big drinker. Like a big, dumb beer drinker. Big,
0: dumb, stupid drinker.
2: Um, Jeez. So none of these drugs you would do? I
0: actually would do one. Which one? I'd do the Limitless drug. Because I'm yeah. still in school, so that would really help me out. You know? Help you out? You'd be fucking taking over that school. Fucking, my, I have this astronomy test this week. I'm freaking out about it. If I had that drug, wouldn't even give a shit.
2: What do you need to know? Where fucking planets are? No problem.
0: I don't know. I don't even know where planets are. I don't know. I don't up know. Up in the going.
2: sky. Look up in the fucking yeah. dark part. No,
0: there's nine not, of them. No, there's that's not. What about Pluto? Is Pluto? What's going on with Pluto? I
3: it's still fucking
2: great. Just write down. <laughs> no one knows anything about fucking Pluto, but it's great.
3: It's fucking flowing around. It's looking good. Well, that's the drug I would do. I'd be all Bradley Cooper
0: going. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if I could be Bradley, who wouldn't want to be Bradley Cooper? Bradley Why?
2: Cooper doesn't want to. <clears throat> it hurts. Oh. Um. Uh, Here's Robert. You're on the Run of Face Show.
5: Hey, Ronnie. What about Alien Nation and Jack? Loka was the drug it's like PCP. They went crazy.
2: Oh yeah, that was like a PCP drug. I remember Alien Nation. Uh, Gary in Brooklyn. You're on the Run Face Show. Uh,
5: hi, this is Gary. Uh, what about Formula Fifty One? Is it fifty-one times stronger than every single drug there is?
3: You know, sometimes I think, feel like Chris doesn't even try. <laughs> oh, well, I try. I try and I do. Do you do show prep or show poop? <laughs> I poop before the show,
2: but it's all right. If the... this was school right now, what letter grade would you give your radio dad? Give him an A plus.
3: All right, see that's love. Right, good, good. Thank that you. You know. can
2: look at shit and say, shit. you know what?
3: No, this is fucking polished.
2: He's looking over and goes. He sees shit and he goes, oh, a milkshake. That's what happens. Maybe I can be that one day.
3: Here's Hope and Vito.
2: Um, Mike, you're on the Run and Fez show.
5: Hey Ronnie. Hey Peps. What's up? Yeah, Yo, you've got the slow mo drug from the new Dread movie. What
2: are you talking about? It's on the list. <laughs> we talked about that shit. It's the way you explained oh, it, it is so, so stupid high. though. He didn't even you didn't do a good job explaining <laughs> it's it. It's Slow mo in the new Judge Dread movie. It's as clear as day. Matt, you're on the Run a Fez show.
5: Yeah, what about uh, the eyedropper drug in uh,
3: Looper?
2: Oh, I did um, like that you put something directly in your eye.
3: That was like something new. You know, that was, that's that's pretty good, but it didn't make the list. Sorry. I know
2: dudes that said they put acid in their eye before, but that there's yeah. no real difference.
3: It's going in your body, whatever. Yeah, it's just
2: going in the same way.
3: Get some liquid, get some liquid fucking acid.
2: I'm going to tell this story, but I've told it before many times, but I love telling it. So this buddy of mine was dealing orange barrels, right? So he gets these big sheets from his dealer, and now he's fucking wrapping them up in little singles, putting them in paper. From doing that during the daytime, the fucking asset went through his fingertips and he just starts tripping balls without being prepared for it. <laughs> <laughs> tripping so fucking balls. You'd have to. Get over here, man! Really fucking. Everything is going fucking sideways! I don't even know what I did with the asset. <laughs> I'm like, what?
8: You were responsible for this! <laughs> Fuck! We were front at
2: that asset! <laughs> to get over and fucking take inventory. And he's fucking telling the story, and you're just like, you're a fucking liar, man. That doesn't you're a happen. fucking liar that can't be trusted, and you're eating asses like it's fucking, like it's snack time. And he's swearing. He's swearing it went through his fingertips. It just seeped. And he claims he'd never fucking tripped that hard in his life.
3: You must have taken a ridiculous amount of doses because you didn't realize. You are just handling Even the No acid. one knows. There
2: is no way to know <laughs> how much got in. That's the fucking funny part of it. No one knows to this very day. Fuck. Um, here's Adam. You're on the Manifest Show.
5: Hey, how about that drug from the movie Labyrinth where that chick ends up eating that brownie and then she looks like she danced with puppets and David Bowie and spandex? That drug would rock.
2: That's it. I don't know if that was a drug. I think that was just a story. Tim, you're on the run show.
5: You're seeing that post-apocalyptic movie of Corey Haynes, Prayer of the Roller Boys.
2: That drug, Mist? I don't... Any drug called Mist, I would do in a heartbeat.
3: Is it in a... Uh, <laughs> as an inhaler? Right.
2: This Maybrick says this. What a fucking idiot Chris is! Oh, really? It's supposed to be about future drugs. Yeah, and he puts in clockwork uh, and professional.
3: Clockwork is in fu- is in the fucking future, dick.
2: And then he says, uh, the drug in Nuke in RoboCop Two is bullshit. What an idiot! Well, that guy really is a fucking moron.
3: It's saying that about me? Yeah. Well, that guy can go straight to fucking hell. <laughs> How does
2: he not know Clockwork Orange takes place in the fucking future? And it is an LSD.
3: Fucking Christ. I'm just getting attacked left and right. I try to fucking bring some fucking you know, knowledge. Yeah, it's true. I trying to bring knowledge to people and all I do is fucking hate on me. You know what they are? They're fucking haters and they're no good. Fuck them. What's
2: the best high that you've ever had in your
3: life? Oh, candy flipping. Fucking taking acid and E-bom- taking E-bombs. But t- and, t- and timing it correctly so that you're fucking rolling and <laughs> fucking tripping at the same time. Okay, it's just really it was a fucking fantastic, happiness filled fucking body, ma-
2: body high means spine high. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was great.
2: And they say they beg you to combine illegal drugs. They go, <laughs> if you don't. <laughs>
3: Plus, you know, I was drinking, smoking that weed. How,
2: how did you never fucking wake up on a slab?
3: Oh, there's been some times when I fucking, I thought I probably should have gotten to the hospital. But I was like, I'll just ride this down and drink water.
2: That's always the best. Like, I need some water now. Here's my prediction. Yeah. It's impossible to overdose on drugs. That's what I believe. Are you giving me the big thumbs up like
3: you agree with me? No, you have... Uh...
2: I didn't know it was time for them. I, mean, I got a fucking full phones here. Everybody wants to talk about the drugs. I would hold it off. The guys from Rotten Tomatoes are here. Who's here, Chris?
3: Uh, editor in chief Matt Atchity and senior editor Gray Drake.
2: Um. So it's Matt and Gray. And Gray. Now they run uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I and mean, let's face it, we would not know. We would not know what to do. If it wasn't for um, Rotten Tomatoes, we would not know what works and what doesn't. We know where to go. Without the percentages of tomatoes. So it is... Uh, no, they're telling us uh, they just launched their TV so- zone where scripted shows will start being ranked on the tomato meter and Rotten Tomatoes radio airs Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 o'clock on the Indie Channel where all of our buddies are at. One oh four, um, from Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, let's bring them in. It's uh, Matt and Gray. Hey,
8: man, what? Take this. Well, I went walking out yesterday.
2: Um Rotten Tomatoes airs Tuesdays and Thursdays, seven o'clock Eastern on Sirius XM Indy, Channel one oh four. Matt and Gray. How you guys doing today? Doing very good well. To Super see you in good. Here. Uh big, big uh weekend for Movies biggest October m- opening of all time. Biggest yeah, *Gravity*.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and it you
9: deserves know, it so much.
7: I will tell you, it helps when you make everybody see your movie in IMAX and 3D and bump yeah. the price up. But still, a really good movie. Oh, but it's so deserving. Aside from that, too, it's
9: t- such a good film.
2: There's only one critic I'm listening to on this, and he did not like it. <gasps> and that is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ha, listen, <laughs> said that the science was shit.
7: <laughs> Ron, you're only hurting yourself. Is it that good? Yes. It's fantastic. If you don't mind that the debris is going in the wrong direction around the planet. See
2: that would bother me. That's the thing. Oh God. Yeah. That's the thing that got to me. Also, another person not liking this movie is Armin White. So I'm starting to believe black people hate this movie. <laughs>
7: well, the other thing that's unrealistic is I'm not sure that you have no offense to any of our great astronauts, but I'm not sure any of them look as good as George Clooney or Sandy Bullock. Yeah. So that I might don't be...
9: know, Matt. You might be wrong on that nah, one. I you have to be, be really fit.
7: Right, true. To be an astronaut, true.
9: I mean, but let's talk about Sandra's hair. Fabulous. Is
2: this one of the highest ranking movies that you guys have ever seen? It's pretty high, right? It's pretty high this year. It's at ninety eight
7: percent for a, which is really high for a wide release. Uh, You know, the indie movies. Come in, and it's not unusual for us to see a hundred percent. But we'll start running a score with only five reviews. So at that mm-hmm. point, it's not unusual to see that. Uh, but for something to have this many reviews and remained at ninety eight percent, that is very unusual. And that's
2: Pixar kind of numbers, right? That's where Pixar normally is. Well, like Pixar old used Pixar. to be. Yeah, right.
9: <laughs> yeah, up until the last couple of years.
2: So what is next? What's the what's the next big movie out there?
9: You know what's different about this fall? That's happening. Every film. Looks like it wants its own weekend for people to pay attention to it. So what we're seeing, instead of the September-October wasteland of no movies until the holiday season, you've actually got a lot of really decent stuff coming out. So we have Gravity this week, uh, or last week. This week we've got Captain Phillips. Tom mm. Hanks. How you could guys you, have seen that? I haven't seen it yet, but it's like, how could you lose with Tom Hanks to cert to a certain degree? Right, right. But I feel like I just watched that news story a couple years ago, and
7: I already know how it ends. Right. Yeah. That's you know that's the trick though. Is a good director. I mean, I always think about that with Apollo thirteen. Like if you know yeah. anything, you know that those guys make it. But boy, every step of the way, you think, God, there's no way these guys can make it. Better. Well, you guys I knew Titanic sank. I love that movie. Yeah,
2: but we didn't know who was going to sink with it. You know, that at least had that gimmick going of, you know, does he climb on the board with her?
9: And the one thing about Captain Phillips, too, that I think is going to get even more people into the theater is the fact that this lawsuit has been raised, where certain people from the ship said that captain phillips actually acted negligently right and so that was a hard word for me to get my mouth you did, gonna, it, not, you thank it. you thank you You're um nailed. and so i think what's going to happen is people are going to read about the lawsuit and just go oh crap tom hanks has a new movie Mm. you know and they're going to go see it and i could never discourage anybody from seeing anything with him in it you just adore tom hanks you're I crazy do. about I do i want to marry him actually so this yeah. is my official proposal on your show the <laughs> other thing
2: too about this that people are going to love is that tom hanks in this thing, co-starring and he hasn't been with him for years is uh, peter Scolari from uh, Buzz and Buddies oh, but, right. is That's one right. of the Somali pirates <laughs> and it is so it is the long-awaited you know, moment when they're both looking at each other They kind of like, I, oh, they like yeah, They act like they recognize It's just hysterical <laughs> so sweet now Have you been over to the New
9: York Film Festival to see any of this stuff not yet? We just got here
7: mm. We just got here, but I've had somebody who's over there uh, our international <laughs> editor Luke Goodsell has been there And he's seen some pretty good movies What's he it's- like? Uh, What
9: did did he think of Walter Mitty? uh, Ben, Ben you know, I haven't talked about
7: Walter Mitty, but I think that he saw Llewellyn Davis. Oh, the Cohen brothers' film, yeah, and liked it, and liked it. Good. The
9: critics seem really divided over Ben Stiller's new movie. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's a a Danny Kaye movie that he decided to remake, and I just saw the trailer the other day. I found it very perplexing.
7: I think they're going in a different direction than the Danny Kaye movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, just a little. But I don't think James Thurber liked the Danny Kaye movie either. You know what I mean? Like, no, when he came out, he was like, "That's not what I was doing." No, because
7: <laughs> that—I mean—a lot of people don't realize this. That Thurber story is dark. Like, that's a dark yeah. and and kind of bleak story. If you read between the lines, like that's—you know—to quote throw—like that's a man living in quiet desperation. Right. Right. And and the the. Uh, That movie, the old movie, like, it's kind of this fun... Yeah, it's that fun, happy thing. But here, I always worry about a comedy
2: with a big budget. I think that you should have... And I try to make this point, it's always... Uh, the Monty Python when they couldn't get horses and had to do the crazy coconut <laughs> right, thing. Right. Yeah. That's always a, you know, Louis TV show. Less yeah. money right. forces you to make it about the characters and be
7: funny.
9: Well, yeah, that's why I think No that, money,
7: no mo problems. Yeah. <laughs>
9: <laughs> like, filmmakers tend to lose their edge over time, because when you start out and you've got nothing, right. that's when you've really got to push, and then all of a sudden, when you have heaps of money thrown at you, you know, you're too busy eating filet mignon to make a good product.
7: Yeah, well, and I think bigger isn't necessarily better in comedy, and I'm not sure it's ever been that. I mean, 1941, as much as it's got some fun bits, like as a movie, that's a mess. (laughs) I think that there's big problems with it's a mad, 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 mad world. And that is... You know, kind of a who's who of, of comedians at that time, and the individual vignettes. Some of that stuff is really hilarious, but as a whole movie, like you start checking your watch. Like,
2: you, you, here's what it, you take: hilarious people, and, and they're watching explosions, and
7: yeah. that's what happens in all <laughs> right. these.
2: When you get big money, suddenly it becomes an action film, and I yeah. think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to
7: justify that big money.
2: And let's think of if you wanted to do a guy living in new york having fantasies you could do that very small the fantasies don't have to be that absurd and you
9: know basically you know woody allen did it somewhat you know many many years ago well in the quest so the question remains i'm really excited to see it just because i want to see what he's going to do however mm. when i saw that trailer it's the opposite of what you just said yeah you know and it, it seems like it there was a a huge amount of money behind it, and it might Vanity Project?
2: I don't know yet. Yeah, but I I wonder if they they figure he deserves one, because he's he's been a money-making machine for them for a long, long time. Now, speaking of, you know, getting too big, Rotten Tomatoes was (laughs) always such a cool little sight,
7: and now it gets bigger, and (laughs) bigger, and gigantic. Obnoxiously huge. Uh, But now you guys are doing TV shows. Yes, we are. We are, you know, we get a lot of uh, accusations of ruining film criticism. So now we're, to, we're now we're <laughs> well, trying to ruin television criticism. Equal as well. opportunity ruiners. What, what, what do
2: they think that they're doing? Because we, th- the number itself, like a
9: divided yes. yeah, film. Yeah, exactly. A divided
7: exactly. film can be the most exciting. It can be. You know, you yeah. don't want a movie where everybody feels one way. Like we're not. And and to be clear, like it's like we're not looking for groupthink. Like right. I, I'm. We're not invested in a movie getting a hundred percent or a zero. I mean, I will say there's a little bit of you it's know, exciting. there's a little bit yeah. of glee when a movie has a zero, and you're like, Ooh, who's going to ruin it? Like, well, and are, also, you know?
9: who ruins a hundred percent or two? Like, so we could track them down.
7: But. Those types of movies, the movies that are at zero zero, one hundred percent, tend, except in a few cases, tend not to be the real movies where take, people take chances. I find that what I think are some of the best movies are, you know, in the seventies or eighties, where there's it's doing something that'll really piss some people off, some segment that they that they don't connect with everybody. I don't think a movie necessarily should connect with everyone in the world. I think that it's okay to leave some people out in the cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm totally okay with that.
9: Well, yeah, and something that, as a as a user of the site since it started, something that I've always found very helpful is the context that the score l- helps you look at. Right. So when you actually go to a score, you go to the movie page, and then you read all of the critics' comments, you kind of get a sense of what people are saying, th- general things they had trouble with, or general things that they loved. So I, I never stopped with just the percentage. I always right, you looked read. what well, was like, behind it.
7: You know, if you want to just talk about the percentage, like a 40 or 50% for a horror movie is really high. Yeah,
9: that's like Right,
7: that's like that kinda tells us, oh, okay, that contingent of critics on the site really liked it. And then some of the more some you know, critics with different tastes, more mainstream tastes, or that tend towards like the indie dramas don't care for it. Well
9: like this summer the Conjuring was in was it eighties or nineties? Yeah. Score
7: wise. Which is
9: basically like the Citizen Kane of horror movies. Mm -hmm. So high. So what's a movie that you
2: don't think scored well but you're a big fan of
9: Well... If we're talking, like a fun summer movie that mm. I thought had too low a score was White House Down, for instance. Like, I went to that movie and had... Oh, that's it. not a good movie. Listen, <laughs> it's fantastic. It'll because have to it get, is what it is. It'll have to get to TNT before I see it. I will that's eventually <laughs> see it,
2: but never in a theater. So, don't
9: see it with commercials, for God's sake, Ron. <laughs> Please, you don't want your Jamie Foxx interrupted by anything. <laughs> I will admit
7: that I'm a fan of every entry in the Fast and Furious franchise. You love them all. I love you're, them all. you're kind of a your head i i and do that's what you're looking for and that's what they get right in those movies even mm-hmm. tokyo drift which is the one everybody says is terrible the driving in that is great and those cars are really cool to look at and that's, if you know anything about that scene like okay so the story's got some issues but that's, that's being a diplomatic. fun movie the
9: but that's the only series i think i've ever seen that's getting higher scores the more movies they make right, right. yeah it's amazing but also
2: probably one of those things where a bigger budget helps them yeah I mean it didn't help early for on. Sure. crashing cars is a very smart thing to do for young men <laughs> yes they love we've
9: always yes. loved it and you know what's even smarter mm. when you crash a car but then you have Vin Diesel dr- fly out of it in slow motion <laughs> only to grab a woman in right. midair. air incredible yeah it's <laughs>
2: it's really and he's never frightened he's never like holy shit <laughs> right this is a no. bad situation you wouldn't be either if you were Vin Diesel now you guys uh TV,
7: are we going to lean on this the way we do with movies? I hope so. Since it's TV? I hope so. Now, this is a beta launch, so we're still working the bugs out. Uh-huh. Um, what we started with is television reviews at the season level, because that's the way traditional critics have written about it. They'll get a screener that's got the first three or four or five episodes, right. and they'll review the potential of that season based on that. Uh we will probably, you know, tweak how the system works over the course of time. Uh but I'm hoping we get to a point where as people are talking about a new show, oh, I should check that out. Rotten Tomato says that it's a ninety eight. That's where I'm hoping we end up. See, I think that we look at
2: T V differently because you look at this um Blacklist, Mm -hmm. you're basically buying into, do I want Spader in my house every week? And we like him, and he's good, and oh, look, he's playing a cool character. But I'm still on the fence whether or not I know it's going to be a good show or not. Right. But I know I want Spader around if I'm going to be watching TV.
7: And it's an interesting thing, because when we cover movies, I keep saying this, and I'm sure Gray is tired of hearing me say it. That's probably true. Uh, As everything else I say. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Movie coverage is about the event of the movie opening. So when you're running a website or when you're writing or covering the movie scene, you're talking to fans about when the movie's going to open and why they should be excited about it. And criticism works the same way. Television's different. Like you said, television people invite those characters into their homes on a weekly basis, and the way that reflects a lot in coverage is, and especially criticism, is you know people will on the movie side like look to us to decide whether or not they want to go and and expend the effort to go and see that movie, which can be a lot of effort. You got to find a sure. time that works for you. Yeah. You got to find someone to go with. If you've got kids, you got to get a sitter. You got to pay for dinner. Like by the end of the night, you could be out 150 bucks to go see some movie. Television, it's as easy as flipping the switch on your remote. Like you just watch it. You're just at home. So the barrier of entry is a lot lower. And I think that. Successful television coverage is really about how do you engage an audience and how do you get people to talk about that show? What tools do you give people to say? Oh, I watched this last night and I loved it Oh, I hated where these characters go. I'm a big Doctor Who fan Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you nobody hates Doctor Who like the fans do Right the last couple (laughs) seasons fans of Doctor Who have been just incensed at the direction that the show is going in.
2: Saturday Night Live is the same way. that People bitched about it for 35 years. So
7: (laughs) I think where we're going to end up is with some real interesting discussions about how shows do on an episode basis and how people and critics that stick with shows, even that they're pissed off about, over the course of a season. I think that's where that's going to be fun. So it's going to be... whereas. Rotten Tomatoes can be a good tool to help you decide what you're going to go see in the movies. I think we're going to be a good tool to help people, if not discuss, at least kind of put in context what they've been doing all season and kind of serve as like, let's call it cliff notes. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, this helps me remember what I saw. You can go back and look at past recaps and get reminders as to what happens in past shows. The other thing I want to help do, and this is a long term project because he's a helper. Mm hmm. I think the biggest thing we can do is help people get into a big hot show that they're not caught up on So let's say coming into Walking Dead if you've never watched an episode of Walking Dead, but everybody's talking about it We're not ready for this yet But where I want to get us to is oh go to Rotten Tomatoes and they'll give you the five-minute spiel everything you need to know So you can watch the season premiere this Sunday. That's where I think we're gonna have a real impact
2: So you're going to catch people up with Mad Men, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, will have something to say here was the best season. Right. A little fell off, oh, better season. Yeah, that's because I mean, that's the weird thing about TV is like, look at some of these shows, how different they are from their pilot audience. And then also the thing is, to me, with TV is, look at the shows that are on 7 o'clock at night, that are rerun. And those are the comfort shows Right, mm-hmm. that you find out people want Kevin James in their house. Yes. Even if they're not really a hundred percent, they're cooking or they're talking, but that is so much different in, than the movies. You know what I mean? Where the movie, you want that the whole time. You want
7: to be right. So
2: fixed in on it.
7: Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things we're finding is it's easy to find lots of reviews and lots of coverage of like the AMC shows, The Walking Dead, and Mad Men, and Breaking Bad, and to a certain extent, some of the broadcast shows like The Blacklist and Agents of Shield and Sleepy Hollow. But then there's those shows that, like you said, are like comfort—they're f- like the quilts right. Big of TV. Theory. Big Bang no Theory. No one knows why. CSI. Yeah. Law and CSI, yeah. Order. Like, yeah. He, it, they follow. A formula, and they execute it very well, but they're not these. They're not taking a season to tell a story. Right. They're taking the hour, and no one will ever say, "Did you fucking see Jag last night?" Oh
2: my <gasps> god! <laughs> I, but and yet you're like, twenty one million people. Yeah. To see a size nineteen million people. It really... ever whenever
9: I'm in a hotel room, and I, which I, of which I'm in a lot. You can yeah. take that for what it's worth. Uh, and I see law like a Law and Order. Immediately, I will stop. It is a comfort That's what I land thing,
7: on. Yeah. What I think is funny, though, is, is you know, you see a lot of journalists talk about how we're in the second golden age of television, and a lot of it is, or third, however you want to count it, and you see all these shows doing these long, long story arcs, and these long character studies, and how shocking it is that anyone do that. You know, the soaps have been doing that for decades. Sure. Right? And then you had the primetime soaps, like Dynasty, or or Dallas, uh. right? And, and so, you kind of look back, it's like, okay, yeah, Sopranos is interesting, but... How much ground were they really breaking? Was the big deal about Sopranos mainly just and
2: really in a lot of ways? Homeland is silly as fucking Dallas was. Yeah, I mean, there's just real leaps of logic in that show that they're not. Yeah, some of those shows get
7: really lurid. Some of those shows you'll get to you'll get to places where the characters like, oh, and you just have this, Wait, (laughs) again, you're
9: falling for this shit. Again, you're trusting her. Yeah, but like Scandal, but we love the same thing. Like, that's something that's never changed. You know, soap operas have worked for that long because we love watching that stuff. Yeah. So if you can come up with compelling characters and really good actors to perform that stuff, we'll buy it hook, line, and sinker. But you're saying maybe this isn't a.
7: Uh, a second golden oh, age Oh, no, of I TV. absolutely think it is. I absolutely think that we are in another golden age of television. It's. I think it's more than just people telling these long stories. I think that really it boils down to the quality. I think creatively TV is where it's at right now. I think that with the budget shrinking in movies and the way people have dialed back on the amount of movies that are... If you look at it, over the past six or seven years, the amount of movies getting wide release in the theaters has, has really... It's down to maybe 30% of what it used to be. I can tell just from the amount of movies we have to cover on a weekly basis. It's a lot fewer major releases. It used to be that the studios would put out at least three or four a week. Now we're down to two, maybe. Sometimes it's only one wide release. Somebody will just own The weekend. It used to be a lot more competitive. And you've got a lot of people making the jump to television. You've got a lot of people... Writing you know the writing in television is as good as anything anyone's doing in the movies in a way that it hadn't been previously And you've got a lot of actors Willing to make the jump back to TV it used to be a time right you're old enough Ron to remember the time that if you graduate Or if you graduated out of you know yeah. big deals could you graduate out of TV right could Clooney actually you know It's funny like you say this now could Clooney actually make it out of ER and get onto movies. Could he have a successful movie career? And those first couple were a little dodgy, right? Like the first couple <laughs> of movies, people were like, oh, we don't not know. He made a, not a sure, couple dodgy but,
2: but that was like for forty or fifty years. Is like, oh, too bad, right. his movie career is over, and now Dick Van Dyke is going to do a TV show, right? Uh, but that's something, you know, that's something. Right. At least that's
7: good, right? Yeah, you know, people in Hollywood would have this attitude, like, oh, hey, your TV show is great. Oh yeah. god, that poor bastard. Yeah, right? it wasn't I, as good. But now but, people jump back to TV. It's but, like, yeah, I got a good show but i well, feel yeah. like
2: i feel i don't personally care about the writers but the directors themselves i don't want to hear uh i don't know paul thomas anderson is now just on tv and he's going to spend the next five years with those characters i want him working on movies and right blowing me away and, I, and, I, and i'm nervous that that's not going to
7: be happening. I don't in the think future. you're going to see that with directors. I think film is still more of a director's medium than it is for writers, and TV is more of a writer's medium. But is there going to be a place for those guys in film? For Paul Thomas Anderson? I think so. I think that those guys are still going to be able to make the movies that they want to make. They may have to make some hard choices about budgets. But look, like Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, those guys, the guys we're talking about, you know, even, I mean, yes, it's disturbing to hear Steven Soderbergh talk about getting out of film. Right. Right. I don't believe it for a second. You mark my words. He's going to have another movie out, and if he goes, if he has to go to doing two hour dramas on HBO, then so be it. But I don't think. I think that he'll get sucked back in. I think he'll come out. I think he'll come back. I think we're going to see more movies from him. But
2: you know that last movie, the the looked to me like a TV movie. That the the one the HBO would,
7: well, behind the candelabra.
2: Yeah, I'm just like that would have. Uh, that's lower for him, than
9: where I want to see. Did you watch it? Yeah. And you still thought that it was it was, I thought it was lower terrible,
2: for yeah. Really? I thought it was terrible, and my gay partner was just... By partner, I mean he's gay, and we, we do a radio <laughs> show. But he was <laughs> like, completely like. feeling like it was uh, almost like, let's mock out the gays. Oh, no. You know, he spent like three days thinking straight people hate him. Oh And, uh, yeah, and...
9: That's awful because I watched it and immediately. I said Michael Douglas is going to win an Emmy for that. Of course he will it.
2: because it's like playing in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Like, oh right. how brave! Look at him; he's playing gay. Gay, how brave! Huh. But, um, but we love to give people Emmys and Oscars for.
9: Well, I thought we do. he was. Yeah, yeah but I-, I mean, I didn't. I didn't see the movie as a step down for him at all, personally, because uh-huh. I thought it was fantastic, and no, I'm glad.
7: No, but to your point, yeah, fifteen years ago, he would have got talked out of that role. Fifteen years ago, you couldn't. I would, I would be willing to bet money you would have a hard time getting anyone of stature to play that role. Mm -hmm. Guys wouldn't want to do it; they just wouldn't, and they'd be talked out about it by. Well,
2: I think it was a less, you know, that choice was more for Matt Damon, who really is an action star now. He's not, you know, where Michael Douglas is older, right? And you know, you can get away with a little more. Matt Damon, you still have to go back and buy him later in a romantic comedy, but we still won't buy gay actors playing straight in a romantic comedy. I still think we're in that place. We
7: are still. I think, I agree with you. I think we're still in that place. I think, I mean, it's, um, who was the guy? There was a guy, and I can't remember, he was in, what was that movie? He was, now I can't remember, there was a British actor who had He was in one of the Greek. Oh, he was Madonna's friend or something. But there was this British act. No, 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 not that one. A guy more recently. God, I wish I could remember his name. But who had? uh, He was out, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a boyfriend. I'm, I'm gay." Blah, blah, blah. And then he ends up getting some big role, either in a movie or TV show. God, I wish I could remember. Um, It's not Norman Reedus, but he looks like him. He, he's a guy that kind of physically looks like Norman Reedus, Hmm. and so then. Suddenly, like he weirdly suddenly gets engaged to his publicist. Yeah, it's like, oh, it just, all, and he yeah. says, oh, it just kind of weirdly happened. Yeah. So get me more straight. Wasn't rules. that
9: Luke Ellis?
7: Yes, that's
9: yeah. Who that was. It was Luke Ellis. He's in the Hobbit. Yeah. That's uh, thank you. That's who that was. of Smaug coming yes. out. And Luke you, Ellis
7: had been out yeah, for years. I
9: remember that. That's one of the things that irritates me about the twenty-four hour news cycle. This that this is a topic of conversation now because mm-hmm. I'd rather just see actors act. And I don't if we didn't have We know all this, who everybody is now. I know. When we know what we they
2: think and now they apologize for what they think. And
9: I know what they think about spanks when they're on Dancing with the Stars. And it's yeah. like give me a break, you know? I just I, I would much rather take these people for their talents. That's why I always like the fact of Jack
2: Nicholson, you didn't know who we He was more like a legend, like, I think he does coke, and I think he goes goes with a lot of broads, but he doesn't come out and tell you why or what he was doing. Some mystery. Yeah, you leave some mystery. We used to be able to
7: get away with that stuff. I think that's the other thing is, you know, everybody in this country is walking around with a camera now,
8: right? Right.
7: And so there is no escape. I mean, there's, you do something out of line. You know, there was that story with Nicholson, what, 20 years ago, where he got angry at somebody, like somebody rear-ended and got out. Pulls his golf club out of the trunk and starts beating on that guy's car, right? right. That happened today. That would oh, be... S- there would be five people around with cameras shooting that, and he would never live it down. That would be on the news for three months. Right.
2: Right. And, and you say that this is internet, guys. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the weird thing about it, is that we've made life so small. Well, a the thing that now people can write directly to the stars and bitch and tweet and get in arguments with them... It's the stupidest shit in the world.
9: Oh, it's crazy. Immediate quotes from people on their Twitter feeds. Yeah. And, you know, that's news now that Rihanna just tweeted. Right. That's a thing.
7: Well, Well, and the other problem, too, is, you know, as somebody who's been working on I've been working on the web for 16, 17 years. And a lot of people go through this point. It takes a while to get there. But you learn, like, you just can't argue with people on the web. You just can't. Oh, no, (laughs) it can't be done. You can't. Right. You can't win and people will say things on the web that never in a million years they will they'll write on a computer things that never to a million years they'd say face to face right right and the problem is is especially when you're on the receiving end of that it's like last year when we had the thing where we had to shut our message boards down and like suddenly everybody wanted to talk about it and you just it's hard to escape and you get so much negativity that it's the dog pot, you know and yeah there's a lot of people out there that are temporarily acting like fourteen year old idiots right you know and and it happens to all of us but the problem with the web is like that's out there permanently like that's out there forever and it has weight because people you know there's something that happens when you read something it gives you weight it gives it more weight than it otherwise should have not a, to get all philosophical. No, I well, agree I, on present.
9: I had a I had a these damn kids today moment when I watched Rush, <laughs> mm-hmm. because Chris Hemsworth's character playing this race car driver. Uh, they're in a press conference after one of the his his chief rival has been wounded, you know, and burned really badly. And then there's a reporter at a press conference that says. Do you really think that your wife could love you looking like that? Completely inappropriate question Mm -hmm. that today would almost go unnoticed. And the press conference ends, the reporter walks out, and Chris Hemsworth's character pushes him into a room and just punches him. Like, bleeding, Mm -hmm. horrible, and he just walks out of the room, and that was the end of it, and I went
7: damn, the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, first of all, imagine... You that say that as a member of the press. He
2: probably, would, yeah, he probably would have gotten thousands of texts that said that while he was still burning. Right. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. He would have gotten thousands of tweets exactly. sent that way. Keep burning, yeah, German the, bastard. And that the reporter would have sued immediately. Right. And would be, instead of a couple of fellas, solving something.
9: And people today forget that their behavior has an effect on other people directly, and in the olden times, back in ye days of you could get popped for talking like that to right. somebody, and that was acceptable. But see, I, I think a lot of
2: people want to know. I don't know, Elton John yelled at them or sent them a bet. Like, they're like, hey, I exist now. This is great. Right, you know, exactly. I got, got him pissed off. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Now you're into the TV business. God forbid you ever finally get around the radio. That's my biggest fear. <laughs> I do not want to read that. Uh, listen to. I guarantee uh, you, you'll
7: be fresh, Rod.
2: Uh, oh, good. That's all I ever wanted to be. Rod Tomatoes Airs live Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 o'clock on CSXM Indie Channel 104. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having thanks, me, thanks, Ron. Make sure you stop back again. i will see you Thank soon.
7: Thank you.
8: She's getting down. You don't see much walking around town. Say that you need to live alone Looking for a light with a head in the oven This rotten world's gonna chew you up Swallow you whole and then spit you back out The sooner you recognize this simple fact
0: You're enjoying the Ron and Fez show on Sirius XM's Opie and Anthony channel. More in moments.
2: fun having the Rotten Tomatoes folks in. Always nice to have the co-workers in. I like to see people that are doing shows here that actually um, want to do it. Oh yeah. Because we have a a lot of the people who have non-radio backgrounds Mm -hmm. that some of them not all seem like they're not sure about how a topic should run or how a show would run. And I don't wanna just say Jennifer, but there's other people yeah. like that as well. It's not just
3: Jennifer. I mean she's top of the list, but Yeah. There is a list. Vito,
2: you're interested in film, right? What's your dream? To be one of the Rotten Tomatoes critics? No, uh my
0: thing is I would like to be a director, or writer. Uh but I mean I like I like Rotten Tomatoes, I like what they do, but I'm not one to go see a movie or not see a movie based on reviews. What do you base it on, then? Just literally, like, if I see a trailer that I want to see, or if there's an actor in it, I want to so see So for
2: you, it's a trailer first and foremost. You uh, need an awesome trailer. I need an awesome trailer.
0: Or, some, or, like, a trailer will ruin it for me, too. Like, I didn't see Ides of March... In theaters because of the trailer pissed me off because they showed you the entire movie in the trailer.
2: I don't even remember Eyes of March. What was that?
3: That <laughs> no, was about? Clooney and Ryan Gosling, and they were doing political yeah. shit. You
2: know what? I saw the whole movie and still couldn't figure it
3: they out anyway. I the
0: trailer. So I, they the trailer
2: you, I should go back and watch the trailer. The trailer they show you like, oh,
0: starts off. Ryan Gosling and George Clooney start off together. Then he turns against him, and then he goes back with him. And then like, so the whole trailer, I was just like, I have no interest in this movie, but. You missed it. The fucking movie was great. <laughs> well, I saw it on Blu-ray. Did- oh, Blu-ray? Blue oh, oh! Fancy! I, know. I don't watch I, I don't do standard definition. That's disgusting. I know!
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just fucking watching on tube television. I can't hook up a fucking Blu-ray to my TV. I don't do
0: standard definition. For Have you ever watched a sport- a sports game on regular definition? Hey,
2: you're talking to your dad right now, You're yeah, your right. dad. Hey,
0: man. <laughs> Look, you kid. know what,
2: you better take the fucking bass
4: out of your voice. I will lay you across my <laughs> knees, son. And finger your fucking asshole. Now,
3: now you, you're talking. You want, <laughs> you, want, you want to come, huh? All right, both
4: of <laughs> you, stop it.
2: Uh, we were debating over whether or not how to give up. We haven't even done Million Days of Christmas today.
3: No. Ho, ho, ho. Win, win, win. It's Ron and Fez's Million Days of Christmas.
2: I would also say that our level of production has not upticked. And it's something we're going to have to look into. Um, but we were known that for a million days of Christmas. What do we have to give out today, Chris?
3: Uh, today we have... Every Day is an Atheist Holiday, signed by Mr. Penn Jillette.
2: Now, we were going to give that away with an Atheist game that we did the same time as the kids. Vito is the champion. Uh, but then we forgot to do it yeah. one time. We came up with the idea of giving just giving the prize out to Mr. Obvious who uh, seems to be uh, crushing stuff on the eye bang, But that wasn't... G- you said sometimes he makes you lock up, Fez?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, Mr. Obvious is not the most positive person in the world on the
3: iBank.
2: Why does, any, how could someone lock up online?
1: It's
3: impossible. I mean, I know Mr. Obvious is <laughs> sticking up for me, so he's got my phone.
2: Well, Chris, who doesn't like you? Does he stick up for me or is he against me?
3: I th- He sticks up for you.
2: That's funny because I'm looking at a thing right now where he's telling you to shut me down as <laughs> fast as you can. And you, you didn't respond to that. Maybe you were locked up. I don't know. That's part of the lonely boy.
6: Oh, so lonely.
2: Maybe the only way to do this is ninth Caller. Just uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You'll be a Christmas winner. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Oral could be the first person who could answer a single atheist question. Yeah. either, either way, somewhat dull. <laughs> either way, duller than a radio show should go. A single question.
3: Yeah. An atheist. Was
2: 1978 question. radio.
3: Either way, there will be a winner.
2: Okay, this is the fucking nineties, my friend. <laughs> All right, this is fucking grunge time. Wearing flannel. Right yeah. Now. It's fucking hammer time, and everyone knows it. And I had to even. You know when I said the to Hammer today? was that? Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Because he'll hurt motherfuckers.
3: <laughs> I can never foresee him ever being not popular.
2: <laughs> and it's the time of. Uh, you know, it's the time of Sweet Willie, alright? It's DJ Jazzy <laughs>
3: Jeff. Summertime?
2: Yeah. It's fucking boys to men era, alright? Titanic is the number one movie right now. The internet is still kind of confusing and hard to find your way around. All right, let's start with the ACS questions. Bring me the things over. I'm guessing on a first caller winner. A first caller winner. What am I waiting on? Uh, Tyler and Wild Boy. Go ahead, Tyler.
5: Yes, sir.
2: I'm
8: ready to
5: play. Um... I'm an atheist.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure how we're doing this. Uh, Name the atheist. Is it Jack Black or Paul Rudd? Jack Black. Okay, you're the big winner. Congratulations. That hallelujah stuff really helped. Hallelujah. And I was going to be... This is the thing... I was going to act like, let's just do ninth call or not Let's not put our heart and soul into it. Mm. But we did. Yeah. And we found out Jack Lack is an atheist.
3: I See, I didn't know that. I was going to go the other way.
2: Now, by the way, this I noticed. You always know they're an atheist if they have a British accent. You'll never run into, oh, I really believe in Jesus Christ <laughs> and his disciples. What makes you a Christian and still a Catholic after all these years? Beto. Just being raised that way, pretty much. Just, yeah,
0: they got, they got me early. Do you have any doubts at all? No. Yeah, obviously I have doubts a lot. Like, like you think about stuff and you're just like, "There's," I don't understand how this could be
2: true. Like, just, what, give me one that that you wrestle with. Um, part of the Catholic mythology that makes you nervous. It may not be 100 percent true. Heaven. Hmm. So, like, you think about it. It's just like it's a really cool
0: thing to think about. Right. But. In reality, it's probably not like that not good. probably maybe like it's like you, Florida when you first hear about it, you think it's going to be great, yeah. and
2: then you're like, it's a little
0: humid. Like it just makes you just make you like you read so much stuff in the Bible growing up, and that like when you get older, you really start to think like maybe this wasn't like maybe this isn't 100 percent true. Like anything, like you start to think about Jesus, like oh, was this guy like was he the real deal back then, or like mm-hmm. was it just some guy that did a few tricks?
2: And so, what do you think? What's one of the things that you thought maybe couldn't be true that that you heard about Jesus? Coming back from the
8: dead—that's
2: mm-hmm. like one where, it, like,
0: if if I had concrete evidence on it, I would be totally down. If I'd be like, yeah, no doubts. But like, it's kind of hard to believe somebody like died. Like they watched this guy die.
2: Like everybody saw the guy die. It was. But a big you deal. know that he's God, right? I believe I believe he's God. But but I'm why just, would that confuse you that God could
0: come back? Because to- what if he wasn't God? Mm. What if he was just some guy? Mm-hmm. Like, because think about it. If some guy came back now, some, like, one thing is everybody says, oh, the return of Jesus, but if somebody did come back and start saying they were Jesus, they probably wouldn't get very far because people would put him in insane asylum. Neither did he,
2: he. He didn't have that many followers. Yeah, so. He had a dozen boys. You run one more guys than he'd hung out
0: with. Yeah, but he had a, a lot of people coming after that and
2: supporting him. He somehow. He went viral. He Eventually, went viral. he went viral. He was the first viral star. You know what? Here's the thing. You are so adorable. Thank you. Isn't he just like the cutest thing?
3: Oh, he's the best radio son ever.
2: My oh, yeah. God, I want to cry. There's just something about him. He's just the sweetest kid.
0: I feel so nice now.
2: Yeah. This is an ego boost. Just a big, shoveled jaw, adorable <laughs> guy. Just bigger than life. Love ego boost Monday.
3: Feel better about yourself, Pete? Yeah. I what
2: about water. the walking on water? Did you fall for that one? could
0: Use some illusions, you know. He could, uh, maybe it was just a short pool, okay. But you know? like, yeah. Maybe
2: it was just there were some rocks
0: there, he just, right? Like, stepped on rock. Really well. like, All jump. right,
2: you're it's hard for me to believe you have faith, though. I'm gonna jump, that, to that rock. you know, for a guy who initially said, I have faith, you seem to have a lot of doubts.
0: I think if you believe it 100%, it's not as good because if you believe everything you hear, then you're just kind what,
2: of... what percentage do you think you're a Christian, like. If you had to pick, what percentage of like faith doubt, you had. Doubt versus faith? Yeah, just give us your. I'd say sixty faith, forty. All right, so you're sixty faith. Jesus I still
0: believe. I still believe if you do shitty stuff, shitty stuff's gonna happen
2: to you. That's karma. It's a different religion. Okay, then fuck that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I believe
2: in hell. I yeah. like. I believe like I feel if I murder somebody, I'm going to hell. I heard years ago that hell is for children, and um, I heard it in song, which was lovely. Uh, you, what do you think happens in hell? Uh, you just,
0: you just fucking sucks. I think I think everybody's hell is different. I think right. everybody has their own. Like, you go to hell, and it's just like if you don't like something, that's all you're gonna deal with there. Right. And you have to be with everybody.
2: You what ever would your version your of hell
0: be? Uh, probably having to be. With a bunch of Yankees fans. Okay. Not watching
2: wrestling. Alright, so you, for you Hell is in the no. Bronx.
0: Hell <laughs> <laughs> is in the
1: Bronx. I live in the you, Bronx, I don't have cable. Yeah, right, there's no cable. You're the first and person the, to say hell is the day at the ballpark.
0: And there's no Mets, that that's my hell. Yeah. And no and no Ron and Fez show.
2: Oh, that's really sweet. You big adorable lug you. Thanks, man. Look at you. See this perfect. Can I tell perfect you something, drawing? Chris? Yeah. He might not be your biological yeah. son, mm-hmm. but you should be so proud of him
3: right now. Oh, so uh, very much so.
2: I mean, you should be as proud as him as like like people that adopt Asian kids, but they're still like, that's my son. I'm so proud of mm-hmm. him. He's doing good in school. Real like, good. no wonder he's doing good in school. He's a fucking Asian. The math is it's Nothing just you amazing. Did. All right, so the Hell's in the Bronx.
4: And you're not buying any of it, though, Shelby's. All uh, a bunch of nonsense. gobbly ask Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Do whatever you want. Rape. Pillage. <laughs> uh, what am I, a cop? Um, smoke them if you got him. Rape them if you rape him.
2: That's one way of looking at it. Chris Stanley, where do you
3: lead? <sighs> There's do something out there. you see yourself,
2: this happens 60% faith?
3: No, oh, no, it's more like two or three. But there's there's a smidge there. There's a smidge of faith. Some had to put this here, right? I just read some shit where fucking the sun wasn't hot enough to create life back when life came up on Earth. So where the fuck does that come from?
2: Wait a minute, where did you read this?
3: On Vice. All right,
2: we're picking this up tomorrow. We
3: got to. It fucking blew my brain away.
2: 100% faith now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm up to 100, too. I'm up to 100%. It all makes sense to me. Uh, Anything else to plug before we get out of here?
1: The Cancer Sucks benefit is happening Saturday, October 19th, 2 p.m. at the Bitter End. You can go to the iBang and look at the Unfiltered page for all the information. Uh, That's the end of my show. Donk.